Another installment of the broadcast. Yeah. We'd like to introduce our uh guest today. We have DJ Jed the Sloth. What's up, man? In the building, baby. Welcome, welcome. Y'all asked for it. We got it. Exactly. They did. I want a little poll to be the, on this, right? Yes, sir. We wanted we wanted the followers and the fans and the listeners to help curate with the interview. And yes, you came out on top. I'd like to congratulate them, everybody. Instead of giving a round of applause, that's all. Crack, crack open a truly can into the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking water. The truly king. Here you go. Shout out to truly. Truly gang. Truly gang. Truly gang. Yeah. That's what Cajun folks say. Yeah. After everything or no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How you doing today, man? Man, I'm good. Now I'm glad to be safe off the roads and stuff. It's wild out there right now. Fucking right, dude. I don't think there's a single thing going on in the States right now that's not wild, you know, since it's, what, January? I heard it's wilder here. Like, my mama's friend went to back home to West Virginia for like a month for, for all this. She said she drove back from West Virginia all the way to BR, wide open traffic in BR. Ah. Uh, yeah. Classic. Shame. The dumb way. People don't know how to stay their ass home. Nah, nah, bro, dude, BR just fucking different, dude. <laughs> we just fucking different. different. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, low key. Ooh, nice hiss. That's the sound Ooh. of success right there. Mm. So, <clears throat> truly ASMR. Yes, sir. I, I'd like to just represent that you guys voted to have the one and only MILF Hunter on the show. Is that like coined as copyright somewhere on there? Because I've never heard someone like deer hunter, turkey hunter, never MILF Hunter. Booty there hunter. used to be a dude Booty back water. in the day uh, called MILF Hunter. It was a porn. <laughs> oh, solid. <laughs> solid, solid. I don't know, but mine, I got a, you know, me, I got a V up in there instead. That's how I've always, even in my name, now trade a V for the E. Word. Uh, that's just, that's just Raider Clan hieroglyphics. We done talked about that before. That's just the era I come out of, you know. I mean, look how I'm, look at me right now, looking, looking like I, I could, you know, I'm ready for whatever, like, a, like, you know, fumble, ready, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Defense, defense. Always ready. Linebackers all day. You know what? Let's take it back because you brought something up. You said linebacker. I know that you played football in high school. Let's get to your origin, Jed. Tell us about the beginning. Where That's you from? That's a good segue. I like that. Yeah, knocked the, must have knocked the rust off down the test run or something. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, I'm glad she accepted my friend request. Yeah, I played football at Tulane in New Orleans mm-hmm. uh, in my in my. My second life. I'm in my third life right now. Mm, uh, okay. Yeah, I was a long snapper. I was not a linebacker. Oh. But you know, you look like a linebacker, and and, and uh, the girls they ain't know no difference. Okay. <laughs> so you played a flip, you played long snapper at Tulane. So tell us, let's get. I want to go to the beginning because we need to know more about DJ Jedislaw. Where were you from? Like, where are you born? Your hometown, birthplace. Born and raised in West Baton Rouge in Port Allen, Louisiana. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my first life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dude don't exist no more. But uh, yeah, I, I grew up in Port Island, man, across that river. I ain't go no Calico, no you high, nothing like that. Word. Public school and was an athlete there and stuff and was a real big square. A big L7 square. And uh was hanging out with the rednecks and stuff. And uh yeah, man, played football, baseball, was an athlete and stuff, so it was like cool with everybody and stuff, but can't really get along with the rednecks. We've we've had a, a, a sketchy pass. So prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> Word, hey, look, at least you, you had the, the gall to admit it. That's that says a lot. Yeah, the gall and the ball, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh, piggyback question, bro. How old are you? Like, I don't mean to put your shit out there like no, that. I don't give but... a fuck, me, bro. Uh, I turned thirty in about a month. Oh, okay. Word, What's bro. up, man? Yeah. You plan on doing anything this year for the birthday? You just gonna keep it like what? Keep it even. What can he do? He can't go outside. I don't know what the fuck you want to do? That's why I'm asking him the question. He can hunt mills. You can hunt mills. Oh, I mean, yeah, you can hunt mills inside. That's- All I want for my birthday is a Baton Rouge Kingfish hockey jersey. Run that back one more time. Yeah. All I want for my birthday is a, is a Baton Rouge Kingfish hockey jersey. Wait. If somebody can hook me up with one of them, they they hard to find in my size, but I, they got to be out there somewhere. Word. What uh? What size? 3X or 3X? 2X. Hey, I'm going to put that one on the list. We're going to put that in the universe to help you find it, bro. It don't matter what style. They had so many different styles. It was the 90s, late 90s. You know, they had all kind of craziness. But the blue or the white with the gold trim, they got like gold trim. That's like, oh, man, it's insane. I have to keep keep an eye out for that one. My, I, I posted about it yesterday because I'm considering doing a Kingfish documentary. Hmm, that's nice. That's crazy. The thing I want to ask you about is when did you decide to make the transition from sports as an athlete into the music industry? Uh, whenever I, whenever they told me I couldn't play no more, so, whenever my basically my agent stopped calling after I, you know, whenever the NFL season started. <laughs> so whenever I graduated, you know, <clears throat> agents started to contact you and stuff. And my agent, uh, my agent worked for the Buffalo Bills, and he was a Canadian dude. So he was gonna try to either get me in uh, Canada, or uh, or give me a tryout or something. But um, it was, you know, it's political, especially if you're a specialist. If you like a long snapper, kicker, or punter, it's real political. You know, they got Buku receivers, linebackers, all the other positions, but they only got one kicker on each team. You know. Uh, and at the time period, long snapper position was still going to like a, it wasn't as legitimate as it is now. Like, oh. like I, like, like fools was like trying to pull my card and shit when I first pulled up to Tulane because they would, they didn't believe me that I had a scholarship. Really? Yeah. No, they, for yeah, real, they didn't believe I had a scholarship. They Pe- thought I was lying. People always stay hating on motherfuckers got trying to doubt it and shit. Uh, I, I never understood that, but I mean... Look at you now, man. You're making some bomb-ass music. Thank you, man. They want what you have. That's all it is. Always. They, they, want, they, they think they deserve what you have more than you. It's man, f- football itself is a culture. Mm-hmm. So did you love it? Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. I love playing the game. But, I mean, there's a certain amount of brainwashing in it and stuff. 
Right, right. Yeah, okay. Sure. All right. You got to keep your head clear, and it's hard to do with a whole bunch of snakes around, huh? Got to cut the grass. Yeah, all the time. So, what um, what would you say, like, is your most, emo- I won't say emotional, but, like, driven project you've done, music-wise? You know? I know it's kind of a jump from his origin. The most like, emotional one would be Lust, Lies, and Loathing, for sure. Lust, Lies, and Loathing? Well, it's kind of in the title. <laughs> so, so that you know. emo as hell, man. That's fair, though. I felt like Christina Aguilera on that one. Oh, wait. What other song you reference, Christina Aguilera and, uh, oh, fuck. I literally uh, listened to it today. Soldieries. That one. That's my main, that's the one that's going up right now. Yeah, that's one of your top play tracks on SoundCloud, dude. That, that shit. was DJ Swagger. Uh, that, well, I don't go by DJ Swagger anymore. It's just Swagger. Uh, he, that was his beat. Swagger for president, Swagger for president. Yeah, he sent me a beat to be on the, the tape, Swagger for president, and then, it just ended up being Savage Garden that ended up on my tape. And then whenever whenever I went over to his house, cause Savage Garden was just gonna be a a single. Mm-hmm. And that was before Millfunner was really a concept yet. But Savage Garden was gonna be a single and we was gonna do like a big like video with like all the faces of the scene and stuff. And like I had a big like over ambitious idea for it and stuff and then I was over there for a photo shoot for it, and then I heard the other beat. I said, a couple days later, I said, send me that other beat. That's Soldieries. Honestly, I noticed this, and we discussed it personally, but I want want the world to hear this. The way you post your information, because you were talking about, we talked about metadata and why metadata is important. Jed put the information, he put features on the big platforms of Spotify, the Apples, to show the production credit because those those streaming services don't offer the way so you can like look at it versus back when we were kids growing up, looking at the album art where it says, oh, this was written by such and such, this is their publishing company, things like that. Jed took his time and put their names out there and so you can see who produced on these projects. And most of the tracks you produced on Milf Hunter, you did, correct? Yeah, so two, APOC Crisis and uh, Swagger each had two. So it's four songs I didn't produce, it's nine songs. So what's that, five? I, mm-hmm. I went to pour down and you got what? I don't know math that good. It's all right, it's all right. So tell us about, because I know you spoke about going to college and playing. You talked about having an agent. Tell us what you went to school for other than sports. What was your major and what you... What were you studying while in college? I got a, a bachelor's of science in sociology. Okay. Mm. And I wanted to do psychology, but you had to do a couple of hard math classes. And I couldn't get the minor for it because, you know, it was you subject to scheduling and stuff. And then I wanted to do like a urban geography type thing. If it was my choice, I'd be in some sort of urban planning or something like that. I always had a, a thing for like cities and, 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 and stuff like that. That makes sense, man. Like, I used to play SimCity for hours. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking classic game. All those expansions. I used to get, I used to just, just skylines. I knew them by heart Oh, when fuck. I was little. Whenever I was in ninth grade, I had, uh, they sent me to the state rally for uh for geography she say look john you got a c in the class but you know all this shit better than everybody so i'm gonna send you to the thing 
She said, you just be you just be trying to be cool for all the little knuckleheads in the class. But if she ain't understand, she was in over her too. That's a whole nother. I'm not about to tangent off. She probably watching right now. She's my <laughs> Facebook friend up to this day, uh, Miss Scheidel. But uh, she, uh, she ain't understand the situation I was in. Mm. Well, uh, so you said sociology, got your bachelor's in that, and you want to go for psychology. Like, you were trying to be, like, more of a therapist? You just want to understand people a bit better? They make you pick a major, man. I was just trying to get get by. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I mean, I, I took the social, I take the sociology, you know, like fish out of water. But, I mean, you know, you tell people that around Thanksgiving, what you majoring in sociology? Oh, you ain't never going to find a job and all that. Bro, that shit is. They was kind of right, but look at me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, did they even ask if your idea was to fucking get a job with sociology? Like, was that ever a plan to use your degree for your career? Or I no? mean, you go to two, a place like Tulane, you know, your family, like, that's a big time expectation. You're right. Yeah. A lot of people was just like, that's what everybody I, I talked to was almost like somebody had coached them up on what to tell me. They was like, oh, yeah, you got that degree, though, bro. You know, that, that's like gold, bro. Tulane degree, because everybody that grew up in Louisiana, they just hear Tulane, Tulane, Tulane. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know nothing about it because it's really not a lot of Louisiana people that go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was uh, 60% uh, Northeastern kids Shit. when I was there, and the rest of them are all from, like, Chicago, Miami, you know, all these just setting places where they got good public schools and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, most of my friends was like, like, I just did one of them, uh, what them, that video chat thing that's popular right now. Uh, Zoom. Uh, Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. We just did a couple of video chats recently. Everybody in Chicago, Baltimore, DC, uh, this and that. I'm in BR. <laughs> <laughs> Bowling. But it truly had on my head. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> I respect the authenticity. I'm sorry. No, nah, they love me though because I'm living their life. They wish they could live and they kind of, you know, like, not no more, but like right out of college and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Before I really got to where I was at, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. You know, you got to kind of, you got to, got to go through the forest and shit. Dude, you know, it's hard to justify whenever you got a two lane degree and then like your main focus is doing what I'm doing. Yeah, but I mean, I stand by anyone who needs a justification for why you live in your life and don't have shit to be doing in your life. So (laughs) you, you said something just now. What exactly are you doing? Like explain explain to me what you feel your impact is right now. Like what what are you doing? Um, I mean everything I do is based on uh, bettering white dirt, and maybe we should. I mean that's that's my uh, platform. That's my brand. Um, that's what it all goes into. So me, I mean it ain't it ain't a group. Everybody says if collective is a group, it's a platform. Mm-hmm. I mean. If, you know, it's like Nike, like, you don't ask, oh, who, who's in Nike? You know, you don't you don't look at it that way. Right. It's just Nike. Yeah. It's a collective, you know, or not collective. It's a your platform, like it's you said. It's a thing, man. It just, it just is a thing. It's what I put everything towards. I mean, because um, we more than, I mean, I'm not just a rapper. I mean, I do I do it all. I'm a jet of all trades. So, like. <laughs> I like that jet of all trades. <laughs> I'm an engineer. I'm a, I'm a um a filmmaker, director. I mean, I, I covered the music scene from a film perspective in 2019 by far the most. So, I mean, it's it's a platform. And once you go, like, if you really follow it, follow it then it, it makes more sense. 
kind of like that kind of like that Ghostface Killer reference that's been going around. You know, you might look at a paint on the wall, you don't know what the hell that is, but that dude that made the paint know what it is. Mm-hmm. It ain't it ain't just gonna be easy to explain in words, or else why would you have the art? Yeah, I'm a rap game Jim Croce, baby. Had to tell y'all I love you in a song because the words just came out wrong. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> dropping them. Uh, okay. Wow. So, you're not a solo act. You do have a team underneath you, is what you uh, say. Oh, we all, we like a guild. A guild, huh? Yeah. Fuck with it. We more like a guild. Like, ain't no boss. It's just everybody, like, is a specialist. Now, speaking of guild, how, this, this is completely off topic tangent. How you feel about that RuneScape life, bro? Uh, that was after my time. Really? Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. well, it was Second Life whenever I was around. And uh, RuneScape, to my to to what people tell me, RuneScape came after me. So you're a gamer then? Oh, man, yeah, I was playing Skyrim earlier, man. Oh, fuck it. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, is that the wave? Because, like, everybody on Skyrim right now. Man. Well, I mean, it's it just depends if you're an Elder yeah. Scrolls person. They got, like... You know, it's like the it's like the old head, young head thing. And like if you say Skyrim, people just assume like, oh, that's the only one you played. Psych. I played Oblivion. I never played Morrowind because I'm not an Xbox person, but I'm gonna get me an Xbox just to play Morrowind eventually. Really Deadass, I did that exact same thing because I had the I had the copy of Morrowind on 360 before I even had the system, and one day somebody just gave me a, a random Xbox. They was like, look, I never played this shit. I have an updated system already. Cause I'm not an Xbox. Fuck it, right, dude. Me either. PlayStation. Hell yeah. That's fast, fast. Since 1990, about seven. Dude, uh, did you get the slim PS1 when it first came out? You had the old bulky one. They're not PS1, PS2. PS2. I got two of them at the house. The big ones would break, and you had to send them back. Mm-hmm. Dog, my shit busted. I got both of them. I, I sent a bunch the of them back. <laughs> yeah. That one in the closet. That's I got two two Slims. I got two PS3s. I got a Nintendo 64. Still works. Damn. That, that's that's an yeah. impressive little complexion, man. That's Probably over like- the past year or two, I really started diving back into games like talking about because I got to a point where I could play a game, you know, probably since 2016 to about 2019. I like, I ain't do nothing but just grind. Yeah. Every day after work or whatever, I just get, I mean, just grind until I couldn't stay awake no more because I do it all myself but I had the vision beforehand I knew what it was I knew what it was going to be like you know I knew it was going to be like it is right now in 2016 yeah dude gotta put that energy out there a lot of people think that's just you know the blueprint was laid like 2013 14 like me and you have talked about a lot about the underground and the SoundCloud stuff like the blueprint was already already laid like the Messiah had already come through you know, Raider Clan and Bones and Xavier Wolf, all them guys. So the blueprint was already there. And I remember when I first moved back to BR in about 2015, didn't nobody know what I was talking about. I can curse? Yeah. Didn't nobody know what the fuck I was talking about. Who? What? Bones. You mean that band? Uh, oh, my <laughs> God. Shit. Oh, my God. You shit me, dude. Didn't nobody know none of that around here. And then... Shortly after that, you know, whenever I started playing shows, like, 
oh man, they see how I'm doing. They're like, oh, you, you, you like the Suicide Boys, man? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was just about to ask you too, like, yo, how do you feel about Suicide Boys? Because literally, that's all no anybody comment. ever knows. Right. Though, like, is fucking the, Suicide. I have a question. Gr- no no, right? Is it the artistry or the fan base? There's no comment. What is that bottom track? Who's the featuring artist on that bottom track? Uh, looks like Black Smurf to me. Looks like Black Smurf to me. So that's who put Suicide Boys on. So when people try to say I copy them or whatever, I got Black Smurf. I got two songs with Black Smurf. I got a song with Project Pat. What it is is I come up in the same scene and I'm the same age and I'm from the same place. So people are here People are here to uh, the sound of my voice and the style of my music, and that's easy. It's, it's an easy thing for them to associate with. But what they don't know is, it's just a it's a genre. It's funk. You Put them on the phone. Put them on the phone. Funk. I mean, just P H O N K funk. I mean, and that's just a part of my genre. I heard someone say the other day said it's kind of weird that people, you know, they'll they'll put people's entire life work in like one word. Yeah, true that. I mean, so would you say you're putting? I don't care to waste my time in my in, in my period on my platform talking about somebody like that or why I don't like somebody or why I don't. Well, you know what's wrong with them, but I mean, just let me put a, let me put all that in one word: fake. Talk that talk. Talk that. Next talk. question. Uh, okay, so you brought up bones for a bit, and I recently got into him after I moved back to Louisiana. You know, I. You know, I like a lot of, I like all of his stuff. You know, his discography is pretty cool. You know, he's a very dynamic Godfather. artist. Yeah. You know, chill Started dude. all of what's popular. Mm-hmm. And I noticed at one point, because I was going to a lot of- Wouldn't be no G-Easy if Bones didn't turn down a major label. <sighs> Fuck, dude. I really wish a lot of people knew about that, too, Honestly, though. I wish you didn't turn on a major label, because I do not want a G-Easy. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Y'all wish you never saw that. It could have been Bones with Kyle instead of G-Easy with Kyle. No, it wouldn't have been. I mean, he don't need that. Yeah, he don't. He don't. He don't. He don't really. want that. That's the blueprint, bro. You don't. You don't. You want to be able to raise a family and walk down the street and shit, and still have all your money be your money. True. 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 That's how I am, dude. I don't even understand like certain shit out here. Like certain shit don't make no kind of sense to me. Like, why would you sign a record label? Why would somebody? Why would you? Why? Why would somebody do? Your pay you to do your work for you. Mm-hmm. That don't make no sense. It's not how that works. That's all it is is a title loan, bro. Them yeah. chains, that's not the chains. That's the record label's chain. Mm-hmm. All that money they be holding next to their ear, that's not their money. That's that's a loan. That's cut that needs to be given back. More of it. Yeah. More Hip-hop of game Sally May. I mean, I might not exactly. I might not be, you know, I might not have millions of dollars, but everything I got is mine. You know, you know what's funny? You know it's really funny. I shit you not. This has happened for a solid like five minutes, just straight. Every question I have, he answers it before I get to it. <laughs> like, like I swear to God, because you be hitting the nail right on the head. Like, I was oh, good. That was my next question. Was you trying to stay? I mean, I, I obviously know the answer, but I wanted the yeah the listeners. Well, that's how you know. media works, you know. Yeah, but um, I just wanted to ask though, because like, was working with the virus and the antidote or virus and antidote? How was that? Like, because you had him produce one of your songs. It was a while back. I just bought the lease. Really? Well, really, I bought the lease. And, well, actually, I guess this is, uh, this makes it. Okay, so Bones and Xavier Wolf just dropped the tape. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It got a song called Suffer on it. Mm-hmm. It's the same beat. Hmm. I own that beat. I, I own it. I published my song with that beat on it. Now, buddy, that least is where I heard that from. I own that song. Oh shit! I own that song. That's my song. Suffer from Bones of Zayful. Damn! Wow! That is, that no is exclusive. 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 Shit! Yeah. <laughs> now, on, now, on, now, now I said that on Elliot O'Connor's Elliot being Bones' brother and manager of the Charlotte Waterboys. Yeah. I said that on. Uh, they used a recap video with that song. And I said, I got that, I got I got a song with that same beat. And he said, okay. Which I've DM'd with him plenty of time. I've tried to get them down here since 2014. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, they they playing two thousand, they playing five thousand people in Russia. You know, they, yeah. I mean, we too much disparity in the in venues here. I mean, RIP Spanish Moon. But yeah. RIP Spanish Moon. Um, he said, okay. And then all the little fanboys attacked me. And I don't, you know, the only reason I'm gonna ever get into something like that on there is to give me some traffic, some followers, Word. dummies, and um, ride the wave, friend. And uh, all these people kept trying to tell me he made the beat; it's his. Us, and what they don't realize is because multiple people was DMing me, "What's your song? What's your song?" I started every show with that song for three years. Uh, to turn up the dope throne. I mean, I, and then I think people probably wanted to see the song because they're tr- probably thinking, oh no, Bones probably slaughtered this guy. I'm sorry, man. That's one of my hardest songs. That shit did go hard. I, yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, this is true. Well, I got two. You, what you talking about? You talk, might be talking talk. about Blame Me. That's on That's on, That's on. on this tape here. No, nah, I blame me. Blame me. I listened to that went hard too, though. You're talking about Suffer, right? Oh, well, Suffer is the one that's Turn up my song turns the dope drone is the same beat as suffer. But I knew that was gonna happen. Because I found out, see, that's why I was telling people on there, I said I would never do nothing about it because I love them so much and I love the song and I knew that that was gonna happen because I wouldn't know who Virus Ando was without Rest in Peace. Mm-hmm. And uh I wouldn't know who Virus Ando was. And he's a little British dude and he's a little asshole. Really? Real shit, really? yeah. He don't like me. Uh, but uh, no, 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 that shouldn't surprise you. <laughs> I, I, uh, well, a lot of these little dudes be putting up a front, you know. They they got to look a certain way on there, and that's why I'm probably not bigger than I could be, probably because it's, it's too real, and I don't need nobody. I don't need to suck up to nobody. I never have. A lot of people, I don't been trying to be blackmailed off of, t- uh, you know, Omen Thirteen. Mm-hmm. I I I. Orchestrated a, t- a Texas tour with Omen Thirteen, uh, being a headliner in 2017, and I ran it past my Dallas friend. And by the time he ran it back to me, 18 people was on this tour. So that weekend, Thursday's coming, and Hurricane Harvey's coming. Damn. Shit. And I'm telling all them we should reschedule. We should reschedule. And all of them calling me a hater and a pussy and all this and that. They damn near got Omen Thirteen stuck in fucking Texas. They riding on the other side of the damn interstate and shit. And he tweeting, damn, this is the scariest thing in my life. I mean, I'm just smarter than a lot of these people, and I make them sound real fucking dumb, and I don't mean to, but I got a lot more pages and a lot more balls than most people that's fucking still living with their mama. You know what? I feel that. Talk that fucking talk, Jay. 
<laughs> real shit, bro. Bro. Because you've been spitting nothing but straight facts. Well, I mean, so I was on the ground before anyone in BR really fucked with me. So, like, kids in Russia, like, one time, this kid hit me up from Russia. He's like, are you Jed Dusloff? I imagine that's what he was sounding like. <laughs> White Dirt? I said, yeah, man. He's like, this your song? And it was my song, James Roth, by, uh, with, featuring Black Smurf, my first Black Smurf feature on my album, John Thorne. And I said, yeah, he's like, this song, this song hard. And I was like, asking, where are you at from Russia? Because I know a little bit. And he said, Donetsk. And I said, you in Donetsk, my guy? And at the time, there's a civil war happening in Donetsk. Uh, yeah. But that's whenever, you know, Crimea, the Crimean crisis and all that mm-hmm. shit. Vice uh, was doing it. And he said, yes, tanks on my streets. He's like, but I support. So he was a rebel. Oh, Holy shit. shit. And he's bumping my shit, fighting. Heard it here first, rebel music. DJ Jed the Sloth. Would you ever consider doing, because I noticed a lot of underground acts, not just of the sound, not of the same sound as you, but just more underground acts in general or independent artists, they tend to do a lot of overseas tours. Hell yeah. That's who bumps it. I mean, mm-hmm. Moscow, Russia right now is my most played city on my on Mill Farm. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Dude, that Shadow Rap Deep shit, that is big in Russia right now, man. That they shit. helped start it. I uh-huh. mean, they, they helped start it. I, I mean, my song with Project Pat, that's a Russian producer. Sterilized. Oh, Did not know that. We were talking about that on the car right in, actually. Yeah, Russian guy. Wow. I mean, a lot of these Russian producers, I had a a Polish producer hit me up back in the day. Them was the dudes fucking with me at first, you know? Them was the dudes fucking with with us. Me and uh, Phosphine, we fucked with a dude named All in All, who is, I think, I mean, I'd say he's the world's leading, if not Young Scrolls, uh, the world's leading, like, Elder Scrolls artist. Mm. This dude got the most amazing videos, mod videos I've ever seen in my life. Bet. Go look up Argonians of Property. Argonians of Property. Mm -hmm. Uh, Young Scrolls. Young Scrolls. You look up Young Scrolls Zoom. That is one of the most incredible pieces of art I've ever seen. This dude, Young Scrolls, a whole different dude. He's uh, anonymous, you know? It's Mm -hmm. all just like animated stuff. He... uh, he does full mixtapes with the dialogue from the games. Are you serious? Over trap beats, yeah, trap songs. Oh, that's fucking awesome. It'd be like, drink water, drink water, drink water, bitch. <laughs> that's what's up. Okay, I'm about to check that shit out. That's so he's like bitch. chopping up the dialogue from the games, and Shiogoraf is the artist. So it's all Shiogoraf's songs. Wow. All Shiogoraf, wow. and he features. And one one featuring artist, the, the 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 little character, all it does is say me. So it's like me 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 me. The whole. Oh, so he has the whole that. beat, like, or is a verse oh. or a beat? It's a whole tape. It's mini tapes. Oh shit! Okay, okay. That's what's and up. the one tape zoom that really got kind of blew him up mm-hmm. a little bit in the underground is all Shiogorath, the character Shiogorath in Elder Scrolls. Got you, got you, dude. Okay, so that's fucking fire. Another question about an artist. You mentioned Bones. You mentioned Xavier Wolf. Kind of, he's Canadian. He's not really from the South, but Night Lavelle. I don't say Night Lavelle. Yeah. How you feel about him? OG. Yeah. One of the first. He made the beat for one of my favorite songs ever from Chris Travis called uh, Live from the Creek. Yep. Mm. That he's from, fire He's beat. from Belleville, Canada. That's where my homie Death Man is from. Yep. Hmm. 
Dude, a lot of those. Lavelle, yeah, and he didn't come, he didn't get on until after. A lot of people probably found out about him through those we won't speak of. But uh, actually, yeah, because a lot of people credit the the success to them. But it's like, nah, the dude was doing beats and stuff for nah, a long he's a, time. Uh, OG, OG man, he's like Alan Kingdom era. Like he's like before the SoundCloud shit almost. Yeah, no, nah, because uh, who do you like? What he's like the he's like the badass like underground Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, that's a, that's a close. That is a close, Shit. close parallel. Uh, okay, not I was the, not aware of this. Not at all. I'm like I'm not gonna lie. Cause you remember I put you on the phone. Yeah, I know, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like I wasn't aware of all of that. I like, mean, uh, cause he used to work with what Azide. I think he was an artist too for a while. Cause uh, he didn't a lot of people, but they got a lot of people who like probably took chances early on and just it didn't it didn't pan out for them like early on. So other people got on before them. And then they didn't get on until after them people helped put them on, kind of like uh, Jay Green and stuff. Jay Green was the original funk producer. like, And that's why he went, actually, DJ Paul brought D- Jay Green in the studio to be part of 3-6 Mafia on that last tape they had before it all fell apart. And he said it was just a shit show. It was just a bad it was just a bad choice to go with that. I mean, every anybody would, you know, mm-hmm. going in there and working with Bone Thugs and Harmony and Three Six Mafia shit all off of YouTube. It just it was a bad time period for them. They were breaking up and shit. And he said it was just chaos. And he like wasn't getting paid. He's getting paid in like retweets and shit. Man, Wait, that's damn. rough. Getting paid in clout, bro. Out payments only. Yeah. In the meantime, you know, the whole like move out to LA thing was happening in the beginning and. You know, he was, he was Xavier Wolf and all of them. Like that's that's those all Raider Clan stuff. So like, he he t- he talked about it in a no jumper. We ain't gonna talk about that fool neither. Pedophile. Um, talk that talk, Jay. Talk, talk that, that talk. Talk. Oh my we god. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna talk about that fucking pedophile neither. But um, in a in an interview that he did with Jay Green, uh, he talked about all that. How Xavier Wolf was like on the phone with him, like, bro, you gotta come out to LA, bro. Fuck all that other shit. Like, the shit's going on. Like, it's a movement happening. And he's like, I know, but he was all depressed and shit, living with his mom and stuff. Come on, Nyla Bell stuff? Jay, Jay uh, Green, Jay my Green, bad. Okay. I jumped on you. You good, but uh, no, like, yeah, dude, spooky a lot of- Spooky Black, too, shout out. I don't know who that is. You don't fuck with Spooky? I've oh never- my God, that was probably my introduction to all of this. Spooky Black, he changed his name to- uh, No, he's Corbin, Corbin, but I mean- Oh, uh, DJ Khaled's son. Yes, 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 okay. Um, but nah, dude, because I think what got me into this shit first was probably Night Lavelle, like, because, like I said, it was an OG, and then when I started listening to it, because he told me about this interview maybe, what, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two weeks ago, and just with all this shit going on, I had timeless music, so today I'm cooking, literally making these cookies, making some fucking spaghetti, I'm bumping all your shit, and I'm like, how the fuck have I not listened to any of this shit before? Because all of it follows what I love, dude. Love all the beats, love all the uh, lyrics, like, just how way you switch up your flow, what you rap about. It's what's up, you know? Fucks with it. Yeah, somebody I seen, uh, somebody and uh, I saw was bumping them the other day. I was like, damn, you know about that? Because he got, you now he got like some, now he's getting a little bit of credibility. He got like that newer tape out and stuff. But before, it's like people like them, like them, like Night Lavelle probably didn't even know who that was. Yeah. Live from the Creek from Chris Travis was one of the hardest things I ever heard in my life at the time. I was needing that so bad. Like, Chris Travis really was, like, a lot. Xavier Wolf Bones, all them guys. But I, I went through, I don't know, I guess it's, like, 
different types of anime and shit like, mm-hmm. that people like for different time periods in their life and different moods and stuff. But Chris Travis was like, is a huge influence on me because at that time period when I first was finding out about him, he was like, I felt like he was talking to me almost, you know, it was like the stroke, like not the struggle, but like the whole aesthetic, you know, everything about just my life, like the ups and downs, like perfectly, you know, just trying to really hustle and get together and like believe in yourself and girls, women, all that. The haters. All that. <laughs> Who are we speaking on again? Uh, that was Chris Travis. Sorry, I'm jumping around. Chris motherfucker Travis. Nah, Kenshin, nah, you can't. Kenshin Blade. Yeah. Fucking. The 9K yeah. freestyle king himself. But nah, uh, yeah. so where do you see your music going now, man? After you release Milk Hunter? And what would, you, what would you say, like, would be what you would dream of as the next destination? Don't don't leak anything, of course, but like, what would you dream of? Oh, the, ne- the next album was wrote before Milk Hunter. Oh, Shit. word. I another yeah. broadcast exclusive <laughs> there's, two, there's been an unreleased album like a concept album probably two three years before that too that's been in the vault there's a collab album with a, my homie honey chaos from memphis who is hmm. the most he's just a monster man uh we still getting that together uh but that one's called coat leader chaos because like I'm, I'm gonna show y'all. I'm gonna show y'all some honey chaos after this. Y'all gonna really be like, cause like people see me like, I'm like it's a gift and a curse being in Baton Rouge because like people don't like I say people don't know, didn't know, and it's like having to wake up to all of that shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like they don't know, so I like I could put them on. Like I, 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 I honey chaos is, I don't know. He's everything like. XXX was supposed to be. Shit. Yeah. All right. It's like people like that dude, but he was like, uh, it's like it could be here. It was just like that was the biggest. I mean, yeah. Rest in peace to the to God, but like I think that was like his his biggest appeal. Well, outside of the the fucking culture vultures and like the fucking wave riders, of course, when he like blew up. I think the majority of his fan base. The reason why he was so highly praised was excited to see where he could go. That was it. It was potential. like because he had so much potential. It's like we see what you're trying to do, and you. I, don't know, I was tired of. You know I'm sorry, but I was tired of him by the time he blew up. That's right. Like okay, well, probably was overrated. It was just un. It was just unperfected. Like he was just so rough around the edges. It was like eh. I didn't. I didn't think he was that rough around the edges at all. You just think he lacked the talent. No, I didn't. I thought he was talented, but I just didn't think it was like intense at all. Oh no, 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 no it, it wasn't. Like it was. I know other underground artists that it was too much. It couldn't go. It couldn't go. He was able to go to that level because it was just enough. Yeah, it was like edgy to like normie people. I see what that's you're how about. like to break the underground. You kind of have to be that way. I see what you're talking about. It's like he's like the um guy. I'm trying to think of like a rock band that that's kind of you know not super edgy, but they play the edgy role until they I make mean, it somewhere. I mean, we we, we mm-hmm. in the glam rock, we're in the glam rap period of mainstream rap. 
Yeah. Like with glam rock, <laughs> like with white. <laughs> I'm just whispering shit. <laughs> with, with like white snake, like in the late '80s, like white snake and like mm-hmm. like uh, Molly Crew and all that. We in that time period of rap. Oh, definitely. So like they that. all had like they was hard and like yeah, but they always had a ballad, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what XXX was. There, there was someone. He was all about going crazy to people, but then he w- could could hit you with like a ballad, true, and make you. Think about Be vulnerable shit. and yeah. shit. Yeah. Now, what really gets these kids to go from underground up is star power. Yeah. I mean, he had star power, and so did Lil Peep, and that's why they were popular. You know, you, you you can't. You got the X factor. You got yeah. star power. You got marketability. And, you can't beat that shit. You know, that's people, why they gone. People just vibe with you. Yeah, when you have just, the fucking the clout, bro. Yeah, clout. but people, people are just automatically drawn to you, and then they just take you all the way up. Like, yeah, the people just, I think people resonated, people, I think little kids, 16-year-olds, angsty little 16-year-olds uh, <laughs> resonated with people like XXX because it was uncured and shit. It was like, oh, if he could do it, I can do it kind of deal. Yeah. It, you know. Because everybody got a SoundCloud. Ha, <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's how they get into it. And then they slowly just give up on their own shit. And tie themselves. That's how Trump became president. Oh, Spicy. God. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we, <laughs> we really getting into the shits now. This is a deep Dude, web we, podcast. Yeah, you got to be we able to make you. people tie themselves to you. God oh, damn. Shit. We got demon hour now. Bro. I mean, demon time. the only thing I'm going to put on that is, look, you know, at the end of the day, have your own shit. Don't tie your shit because of what someone else did. But if that is why you did some shit, don't don't be fucking looking scared and weird when someone calls you out saying, "Hey, this sounds like you know blah blah blah." That it, look, it's man, very close to you. You can know? have your own shit, but if you're doing your own shit, it's gonna look. It's gonna be yours, and it's gonna be it's gonna be like the difference between doing an original movie or a, a, a remake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You doing a remake, something people already know about. You're more likely to get money and funding. Mm-hmm. And more people like like it, like it, but it ain't your shit. You're gonna have to pay somebody. Rob Zombie Halloween. There you go. Very true. He probably did not make that much money. Was that one day with that? No, I'm I'm piecing it together. That's another yeah. thing. Like hmm. since jump, since jump, I've been a uh, I've been a uh, sole proprietor. I've been a publishing company. I own everything. Like I said, I own that one bone song. Oh wait, because the beat is yeah, his. He said, I'm, "Yeah, yeah well, no, I'm, I'm a sole proprietor of BMI. Like I own all my own masters. I always mm-hmm. will. Sometimes. No one will ever have it. That's why whenever people like, okay, so like Lil Yachty a couple years ago, he did that interview and he didn't know if he owned his masters or not. Mm-hmm. Like I don't blame you. I don't. I don't feel sorry for you. Whatever happens, because they someone could really come up and just take your shit from you. Why would you not own your own shit? Which is why Joe Budden so was flashing so fucking hard on this dude. Because he understood <laughs> how, what happened. Well, Joe Budden always understood. Uh, Joe Budden also understood. Yeah, that the, yeah, yeah, struggle, yeah. Well, he understood what that was going to do for him, too. Mm-hmm. He saw the old head young thing forming. And I'm a wrestling guy. So, like, that's how great. That's how every story is told. Oh, yeah. So, un- kind of like Eminem and, like, MGK. Yeah, it's yeah. like... Tiger King, Carol Baskin, and Joe Exotic—they know what they're doing, man. They 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 in on it together a little bit. Is what People. I'm saying. Joe Budden knew 
he could play the heel. He knew he could be the bad guy. He knew he was going to be more relevant than he had been since 2003, and he knew what was gonna he was going to benefit from. Damn, he just went all the way to pump it up. Shit. Damn, hey, dude. Uh, name another Joe Budden song. I'm gonna be fuck you. <laughs> he's, he's lucky that goddamn fight for NY or whatever. Uh, that damn fight is seventy dollars a game where it's hundred online or more. Dog. Not gonna cap. Oh, it don't win up. He just shout out yo, to Joe, yo, bro. <laughs> Smart, nah, bro. Jed just really blew my whole fucking mind. Bro. Now that I'm really thinking about it, he was that moment. Him. That moment coupled with the fucking uh the Migos shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I don't god. even know Took why they had him in career there. just just what why like, they had Joe Button in the Migos shit? No, before all those incidents started, he was already on that show, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh why yeah. was he even there in the first because place? Because he's Joe Button. the whole thing was staged from the jump. Good Joe Button needed the little bit of clout he was at Yeah, but needed. why did they need him? He was like they didn't. He's that, old exactly. nigga. He had done a bunch of shit. They was yeah. like, hey, nah, really? They couldn't like, use anybody. They wasn't gonna get Royce to five nine. Yeah, I was about to say, who are they gonna get? Like, if we just like, they gonna get E forty? Like, <laughs> Joe was probably Joe's probably the only fucking old head rapper dude that was retired and looking for some random shit to do. And who could be <laughs> legitimately like, like yeah. yeah, like like you couldn't get someone who could start beef could like that. Anybody, not only that, he anybody, was a retired rapper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, see, y'all telling me, y'all teaching me. That's why I came here too to learn some things, too. bro. This oh, is you didn't know that? that shit, I don't man. go nowhere without learning. Word. Hey, man, we learn a lot with you Because I don't go Facts. if I can't learn. That's why I stay in the house so much. Speaking of which, you said go and in Louisiana. We yeah. always on go, nigga. Facts. Green and we spell light. it with E A U X. Who coined the term Yoshi? Me. Really? Well, Yoshi, that's a DJ Smokey thing. Really? That's why the song says rolling up that Yoshi just like Smokey. Got you. Okay, that makes Pull sense. Pull up that Kirby, roll up that Yoshi. Bruh, when I heard that, I was like, I've never. Ever the Yoshi pack? Now I took it and ran with it like that, spelling Ooh. it like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm gonna try to make everything a gimmick. Everybody say, "Oh, rappers only have gimmicks." That shit oh, hard. Shit. <laughs> that shit ain't easy. No, and then the and then I mean the 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 spacing the shit out like that. That's always been like a vaporwave kind of deal. But I mean, I feel like I brung it back in a certain bro. way. No, I mean it was definitely original. Cause I'll it, be seeing people do it. I know damn well they see me do it. Spacing the letters out in all caps. Oh yeah, no, nah, dude. But I mean, that's a vaporwave thing. It vaporwave and uh, what um some lo-fi shits too. You know, Vapor, lo-fi is vaporwave. Yeah, I was about to say that. that's vaporwave came thing. before the chill study beats. Yeah, vaporwave started that. All that Simpson wave, vaporwave is where that comes from. Yeah, taking nostalgic things and making uh like wavy thing out of it comes shit. from vaporwave. They got a fire ass clothing line. I don't know if you. Boy. Buckethead oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So where did you get? I see we've talked about a lot about the underground, but when did you start coming to yourself as DJ Jed the Sloth? When did this? Third I was in a rap group. When That's when I started yourself? rapping. When I first had to get a job, like whenever I graduated college, I stayed in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and I cut up for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Is the second life? Yeah, this is the begin. This is uh now this is the beginning of my third life. Beginning of third life, right? That this is third era. That's how it started. I was like training to be in the NFL, but I was really just I needed to get a quick job, so I worked at a bar, and them two things don't go together. Yeah, 
with the nightlife. Working in a bar and trying to train for the NFL. That don't work, dog. I got new. I'm like, I was done at that point, let's just say. You know, I really didn't care. And I was like fake looking for jobs and stuff. But I knew I wanted, I was hanging on in New Orleans. I wanted to stay down there so bad. But, you know, New Orleans makes the rules. You don't. True. So I was living, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. I was living in a place called Candyland in New Orleans. Anybody knows about Candyland? I need one of y'all to help me with the chew ball. That was some wild times. That they had a swimming pool. You know, it was wild. It went. <sighs> I've but heard of it. To to not go too far off. Um, I work with a dude who I'll just be playing around. Uh, I'll just I'll just be playing around freestyling at work. And then he realized I was kind of nice, and he worked. He was at Loyola Music Industry Program. Oh okay. shit! You know that's where Jeezy was there whenever I was at Tulane. Hmm. That that timeline does line up. Yeah, well, me and Jeezy's about the same age. Yeah, shit. Yeah, that timeline lines up. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Tulane with kids. I went to high school with him. He's from a good part of Oakland. Yep. He's from Oakland, Oakland Hills. Quick. I, I went to school with a lot of Bay Area kids. I, some of my best friends is from the Bay Area. Uh, that's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Dude, I used to live in Alameda. That shit is gorgeous. Uh, I, didn't, I went to Tulane, so my friends are from Mill Valley. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was from the fucking rich side. Yeah, no, that's, that's the expensive shit. <laughs> but I went summer of 2010, and, whew, man, I realized, man, I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll set in out there. Like, the weed thing was cool back then. And, like, I remember my friend calling me up. Uh, like two days before I flew out, he's like, "What you want from the uh, the shop?" And uh, I had Northern Lights and Super Silver Haze and Ooh, classic yeah. strength. And then we went to Santa Cruz. I tripped bass my first ever time in the Redwood Forest. How was that? Now I'm from Louisiana. I'm used to flat ground, so I'm in the mountains and on acid. Yeah, I was about to say. No, it was great. It was crazy. real stuff out there. You know, it wasn't. Like, I seen a tweet the other day that said, we in 2020 and people still think you see dragons and shit. Nah, it was just <laughs> Sister Golden Hair Surprise. It was lovely. That was a great time. That was uh, a great trip, but not to get off yeah. any further. Um, the dude that I was now working at the ball with, mm-hmm. he was in music production class. Alpha Banks was in his class and all that kind of shit. Y'all know Alpha Banks? No. Uh, and... Um, Different people. Different people were successful and they would be coming back and like being in the forum and talking to them and shit. Mm-hmm. And like he had a, he was in songwriting class and he was like, man, I got to write these songs and record them. I, I do logic and shit. Why don't you just come over and help me with this one song? Turn into a tape, turn into a rap group called Cherokee ST because we was down on Cherokee Street at the time. I actually listened to that shit the other night for the first time in a long time and like kind of slept on myself. Like them with some bars actually. But we was the Suicide Boys before Suicide Boys. Two white boys in New Orleans fucking making throwing pizzas and shit. Who would have thought they? Actually, my coworker actually went to jail with with Audi at the time, the place I was at, and I remember them coming out because I remember I was Bones fan, mm-hmm. and I seen, I seen this dude on Instagram, you know, you know, doing this shit like in front of NOPD fucking cars. So yeah. Who the fuck is this? And then that song Maple Syrup come out. Ah. Uh. Speaking of Instagram, shout out to Saul. Yeah, shout out to yeah. the fucking mountain man. That boy watching. Miss you, bro. So honestly, we can get him on live with us, huh? We can't connect if he's still in. Uh, 
how the fuck will we do that? No, nah, not right now. I'm talking oh, about okay. we just All get right. yeah, 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 at cool, some point. Cool, yeah, cool. nah. So we yeah. done we done Cherokee ST. We we worked on the album for like a year. Mm-hmm. And uh we had he had friends that shoot videos, stuff like that. Shoot a bunch of videos on our own and stuff. And um then we moved into uh, we released that and we moved into a house together in the Holly Grove in the seventeenth ward, double O seventeenth, Cambrona Fig. And that's whenever shit started getting real. Cause um the we lived next door to a dude uh he had got shot 17 times like the year before that, right in our driveway. And he was cool. He was skating and stuff. He was like, I can't really skate the same no more. And his brother was a dude named Jazz or something who rapped with Chris Traps. Hmm. And I was already into all that kind of shit. And then we, that's whenever like it all started coming together. But I'd be on Twitter. Like it was kind of like my own personal like kind of thing, you know, that I was like seeing bones, all them. It wasn't nothing at that point. It was blowing up in California and stuff and like but like didn't nobody know what I was talking about like I was saying but people knew like little bits like they knew about Young Lean and like the Sad Boys and all that mm-hmm. so them worlds started to collide and then old boy was telling me about Chris Travis he was like you know Chris Travis? I was like nah I don't know who that is and he was like my brother got a song him cause I was like bumping Black Smurf at the time and then all that stuff was coming together around that time and then I, we was gonna both do solo albums at that time and to be honest, shit just hurt my personal life and the stuff, the group just started falling apart. And that's when I started, cause I was in the DJ Smokey uh, heavy okay. at the time. And that's whenever I wanted to do DJ in my name because I'm a producer. Yes. And then I had the V, I wanted to do the V thing uh, at the time because of the hieroglyphics. I wanted to signify, you know, People that know what that is can tell I'm involved with all that. And then I used to do the dollar sign S, but that was that got you know that got played. So yeah. Key dollar like, sign ha. Huh? Key dollar sign ha. Huh? Trav Travi. Then, I, then <laughs> that got that got real played, so I stopped doing that. I want to hit different. That's whenever, but around that time period, right after that, I started uh, working on Tender Bender, and I was doing uh, uh, my life screwed up. My first uh, tape, my first solo tape. That's really where I cut my teeth. And then shortly, pretty much whenever them were about to be released, I uh, I went to, um, I went back to Baton Rouge. I had kind of like a severe mental breakdown and stuff. Had a stroke. Oh, from shit. From uh, head trauma from football and stuff. Yeah, man. You guys got to check out your football friends, you know, make sure they're doing yeah, all right. Yeah, I did a song and a video about CTE that came out a couple months ago. But uh, yeah, go check that out. That's actually on the next, that's off of the next album that I released it ahead of time, just cause. And um, so when I got back to Baton Rouge, I was I was it was like a trifecta. It was like I had like that going on. I was breaking up with the place I was in love with for eight years, and I also got my little heart broke. That's where Lust, Lies, and Loathing come from. That's where I wrote Lust, Lies, and Loathing right after that, and that that's also kind of where I cut my teeth. So I did like three projects right back to back, really learning audio engineering and stuff on my own and stuff. Are and you still, then, are you still going through stuff with the uh, the trauma from football, or is that like are you all good? Yeah, yeah, that ain't never gonna go away. Oh shit, man! That's not how the, that's not how people should look at it. Yeah, true that. It's something you gotta learn to uh to live with. Yeah. 
But um, the the Lost Lies and Loathing, uh, that was like a necessary struggle. That was like a hard thing to write. It's cringy sometimes listening to it, but a lot of moments. It was real. <laughs> so you do. So so okay, cool. Because that was part of one of the questions I wanted to ask you. So you do go back and listen to these things, and like you reflect on your your mental space at that time, and kind of pick it apart. You know, because I know it takes a lot to be that vulnerable in, in music. I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day because she wants to be an artist or at least start uh, being, you know, creative or whatever. And that was the biggest hurdle. She was like, I don't know if I can be that open and vulnerable in my lyrics like that. But that's where the best music comes from. You know what I mean? That's kind of what drew me into the SoundCloud stuff, because like everybody was like in a veil, you know, it's like mm-hmm. almost everybody was sort of like a uh, on this anonymous kind of shit on this like. You don't really know. Right. And like I said, I'm a wrestling guy. So like, I'm all about that kind of shit. Like you got to, you can create like a character and remove yourself from it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I eat a milf hunter, vampire pimp, you know, I always got something going on, something to tie myself to. Um, But I mean, yeah, you're going to have to, you could do that all you want, but you're going to have to confront it. Uh, And I mean, that's what it's for. It's an outlet. Uh, it's an outlet, so you don't outlet it onto your loved ones. That's what D- Roz Dilliams, another OG. I was supposed to play a show with him in New Orleans this month, last weekend actually, but you know, co- COVID. Uh, the Rona. Fuck COVID nineteen. He, he one of his interviews early on. He said because he talks about some crazy stuff in his music. You know, he's way crazier than me. Uh, but there, he was like, "What does your family think about it?" And he's from the West Coast and all that. So he's like, "Well, my family." You know, they understand it's my outlet, so I don't do that shit in real life. So, yeah. like, to me, without it, it'd be weird. Yeah, no. Okay. So you see it as, like, a like an escape almost. Like, when you're in there and you're doing your thing, you're making beats, you're putting together the lyrics, you're writing them, you're, getting, you're in the studio recording everything, trying to get that perfect take, like, all that is, is like a release. I mean, it could be a release, it could be an escape or an entrance. Yeah, you know, like I know some people who describe um, when they're in the serious creative process that it's really just opening wounds so it heals back the best way possible. You know, it's like it's real. It's not like mm-hmm. something that you're trying to get away from something else. It's just like I'm in it. I'm making it what it is. And guess, then when it's done, we'll figure it out afterwards. Yeah, I was about to say, I guess saying it out loud does help like a lot. Yeah, like, you know, it's like put it's, it out there like because once you say it, you confront it like physically like mm-hmm. it's, it's out there now it's situational i mean true true yeah that project in particular the lust lives and loving project mm-hmm. was necessary yeah very necessary because i was in person and I'm like in life like i was acting like shit was all cool trying to be like a bigger man and shit whenever it was it just well, clearly wasn't all cool like i was fucking <laughs> breaking down and shit and then i remember i got a text when the album dropped from that person saying, this is fire, blah, blah, blah. And then like a day later being like, you motherfucker, like, you know, I lost two nights of sleep over this and that. And like, shit, I lost a year of sleep. <laughs> Real sleep, homie. But that tweet, I seen you retweet that tweet. That's who that was about. But I can't. Yeah, man. Right now, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Um, okay, we talk about everything. Um, so, so, Mr. Bitches. Uh, and then the uh, album that come after that. After that, I was like, "Yeah, let's go." I look like I look like Michael Scott after the episode with James. 
Oh, uh, so after that, it was all up and rolling. And after that, that's whenever I really started. All right, all right, let me hit up so many SoundCloud producers and this and that. And like, I did the song with Project Pad. I was like, shit, I could really do this. And the next tape was John Thorne. And that was the one that had all them like uh, sterilized, black smurf. That's when I really started breaking in social media wise and started getting a little confidence and and stuff like that. You're doing your thing out here. Respect to the game for real. Now, I want to bring attention to this. I don't know if you forgot about anything, but see, you got some shits back here, man. I completely forgot about that. got some shits back here, huh? I got some shirts. Go ahead and restart it because we probably hit the. Oh, yeah, yeah. We also is live streaming on Instagram live at this moment. Go ahead, save it. Make sure it gets saved. Yeah, that's why I went. Tune I into the live Facebook yo. because they let you go for six hours. I know that because I went nine hours one night and finished a whole case of Truly. Shout out to the Truly gang truly once again. Life, truly life, gang, Truly gang, Truly gang. Yeah, yes, we sir. got a song coming out. Open it up for you. Oh no, that bitch taking a hot minute. That was a long video, but we are gonna keep it growing, keep it rolling. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all should have known with me. Right, good. Well, dude, appreciate it. Always got the drip, man. This is your no. This is it. You want me to share it to the story? Thanks, uh, This is a medium over here, and this another medium. And these are gonna be y'all's tapes that's on the table. Right, right here. Oh, you shit. This is vampire pimp out the swamp. I will I be bumping this. You were so the first time I met Jay. I've never been in a legitimate in the swamp in the water on the CD. I don't know if y'all can see. This was like my first time doing something like this. This is whenever. By the time I got the vampire pimp out of the swamp, I was on some other shit. I met you. This is a Russian guy that drew this. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's some good ass art, bro. Yeah, man. Go ahead, hit the like. You go to your story and like hit that. It's a Russian guy that drew this. But I'm gonna come over there. Yeah, I was about to say. And yeah, I did all this, you know. All so the, all production for this, all myself. What you been saying, like how you, how your self built, self made on this? Do you have like any true inspirations to what got you doing the type of music you're doing? Like true inspiration, like just any artist that you would say, you know, without listening to them, you wouldn't have designed the type of ideas you've had as an individual. Well, the Jesus on the white dirt cross is a guy named John Frusciante. He was the person that met, turned me from a listener to a actually proactive artist when I started playing guitar when I was 17. Dang. She's most known for being the main guitar player for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, I mean, just the style, aesthetic, just everything about it, him as an artist, he's still going today solo. Well, actually, he just joined the Chili Peppers for the third time. Rejoined them. Well, it's weird because, like... Sometimes you break Thought that was like for sure over with, but like, um, yeah, but like, come on, man, I come up in the two thousands, nineties and two thousands. So, I mean, obviously, Project Pat. I mean, being able to work, do a song with him was, I mean, he's in my phone. I could call him right now, but like, that was huge because he's a, he was more of an influence on me than I even knew. And juvenile, I had the four hundred degrees cassette whenever I was little. Damn. I mean, that's real. I know more, but like that first little white tape, uh, this stuff like that, uh, three six mafia. I mean, come on, that is the Unbreakables. I had a burnt copy of that. Any oh, DMX? Oh, the Houston style back in the two thousands was big. DJ Screw and all that kind of stuff. I mean, was probably the earliest. Uh, was probably the earliest influence I was 
you know, I was really into that kind of shit. Like, cause I'm the sloth, man. I mean, I was, I was more slow kind of deal, you know? And I like fucked with the Houston style growing up. But I mean, the Mars Volta, uh, and- Who's that? Mars Volta? That's a band. Uh, Ray LaMontagne, he's like a little folky raspy singer. A lot of people was, a lot of different things. Uh, every time I get asked this question, I like kind of, not freeze up, but there's there's random ones, you know, like Britney Spears. <laughs> I mean, she's an inspiration to all Louisiana artists. Hey, yeah, yeah I'm about to I say, was like, Britney's real. That's that real shit right there. Like, she's yeah. like a was the most famous Louisiana artist of her. Like, no one had gotten that big besides Ever. Master P. Yeah. And I would like, say. Fast yeah. Domino. It's still pretty up there. Like, Britney Spears she, has just carved her. Like, that's. She has her own lane forever, bro. I came up, man. You know, I was thinking about the other day, man. You had, like, a powerful woman in pop music in every style back then. Like, yeah. you don't have that no more. Yeah, uh, it's kind of sad. There was sure. all these. There's Beyonce, Brandy, uh, Mandy Moore, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, Britney Spears, Hilary Duff, like just across the board. You just had I wanna hear shit Missy about Elliot. I wanna hear shit about the Sim shit either, bro. We support strong women out here. Oh, uh, what you I mean the MILF MILF Hunter tape is a uh is all about women's empowerment and yeah. mommy issues and all that. It's deeper, you know, a lot of people don't know that, but I mean it's uh someone once said it's uh, you know, the medicine in the in the the med- the medicine in the applesauce. Hmm. Shit. The medicine in the applesauce. Why do you think it? they make medicine taste? Why oh, you think they make cough syrup? Children's cough syrup tastes like berries and shit. Yeah, bro. Wow. Make make that trick that eating, yeah, if it tastes like chemicals, you're not gonna right. drink it. Nah, if you knew it was real with it, you wouldn't take it. Yeah, this is penicillin flavored. I hope you. Know hey, look. it's like the dare program. Don't <laughs> don't do weed; it'll kill you. Yeah, right. Wait Same. a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm living. Don't 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 eat these shroom things. They'll send you to Mars, and then you'll die shortly after. What if I wanted to do that? But the the milf on her tape yeah. was just supposed to be a song at first. Only and one then, song, and then it just that's the same thing. This this was supposed to be this vampire pimp was supposed to be a a little quick EP before an album, and it turned into the, to the whole plan. Right. Same thing with milf on her. Yeah. But like I said, I got the next album pretty much all, I had it like all written and it was going to be, Mill Farm's going to be a song mm-hmm. to, that, you know, that come right for an album that turned into a tape. Do because I a, just, you know, just more songs kept coming around and I said more to say. Do you have a title for the, the next upcoming album yet or do you not want to yeah. say? I mean, I've done talked about it here and there a little bit. Uh, but I'm not gonna discuss it right now. All right. Respect that. Respect now, uh, I've had a lot of questions. Anyone else have one? Because this one's kind of not serious. Hey man, do look. you do you flow differently on different flavors of Truly, or is it all the same flow? <laughs> it's like a handful of Skittles. <laughs> what they all taste the same to you? <laughs> After about one or two, I don't even know. Facts. What's up? Pineapple is a landmine, though. You can go right. You can fuck right off a of pineapple. I swear to God, yo, he's not lying, dog. Well, pineapple. I feel like they yes. put pineapple in there for the real OGs to to set the the real truly drinkers from the from the fakes. Pineapple is disgusting. It's a landmine set in there on purpose. You Damn, see somebody drinking a pineapple, they ain't truly gang. It tastes so fucking weird. Like I thought it was gonna be great. It's, orange is kind of skirting that weird. line, but I mean, orange is whatever. 
Which one is this? Is lemonade y'all got me? All the black lemonade. ones are yeah. lemonade mix. All right, well, I'm a, I'm a crack one. I don't drink Trulies often, but you'll see me. All the black ones are straight, just like everything else in life. You know, fucks with that line, too. I fucks with these Trulies. Yeah, the, lim- the lemonades aren't bad at all. It's pure cane sugar, bro. I mean, that supports Louisiana. No matter what anybody All day. Say. Natural gas, cane sugar, and then bars. Well, so many people ask me. <laughs> so many people ask me. Uh, ask me what's my favorite flavor. And it's like, that don't. That's crazy. I don't even look. Yeah, I just be chugging Down it. Down yeah. yeah, like. Yeah. That's like people ask me, like, what's my favorite skill or something. Like, I don't know. I just eat them, dude. Like, uh, anyone who. Uh, know those kids that used to sort the colors of Skittles before they ate them? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know people yes. that like Starburst. That's so fucking weird, dude. Skittles is weird, yeah. No, no I shit you not. Uh, they had like three people always dump the whole, yeah, exactly. Dump the whole fucking thing out, sort them out by color, and then eat the piles like, of colors. I mean, like, what the fuck? I, don't I hope you wash your fucking hands. That could be on some like, I mean, I mean, it could be some, some you it's know, a brain like, some type OCD thing, type like that's shit. personality type of deal. They yeah. might be useful in certain situations, but I, that's just the way I am. I notice I do overlook a lot of shit, uh, and I overthink a lot of shit. Very true. I told someone the other day, like I'm gullible, and they're like, "So you think I'm lying? No, I'm just gullible. <laughs> I hear shit, and I'm like, I, I vibe with it. That's where oh, you just probably certain shit don't matter to you. Not at all. Slide with it. So I got certain a question. It's bullshit. Kind of, kind of going back, like backtracking a bit. Yeah, it's um, all good at this point. I don't pretty much. <laughs> we're just shooting the shit now. Hey, that's what we do. Yeah, this, yeah, I mean, this is the broadcast in its most rawest and perfect form. Like the essence is really just us Snicker kicking it, and truly, shooting man. the shit. Snickerdoodles. All and right, truly. so do you enjoy performing and being in the public eye? Because I know we were talking about the personas earlier and being vulnerable in your lyrics and things like that, and confronting different things being in you know like in different situations but performing is an entire different beast to handle you know what i mean like being in front of all those people do you have any like anxieties before you go out do you enjoy it like if you don't feel butterflies before you go out you shouldn't be doing it all right heard it here first i like that all right hell yeah i love performing i don't i don't i don't play my first college football game was on espn and my second one was on ESPN two, and I won special teams player of the game both times. Fuck I mean, man. I played in Tiger Stadium more times than people probably watched the game. Hundred thousand man, dude, that's you, what's up. You, if you if you don't if you don't feel if you don't feel nervous or, or scared before you before you go out, and you don't need to be on that stage. You think you think that boosts uh, your 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 abilities like that that sense of uh, anxiety almost like that that's life, man. That's letting you know that you in real life, you ain't in a simulation. Yeah, no, that's real. Just letting you know that's that's why you're supposed to be there. It's kind of like, like a sixth sense. It's almost. that gut feeling. I mean, if you don't like, I almost run out of breath the first song every time, <laughs> just because just leaving it all out there. You see in my chest, you know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, we yeah, talk- I love performing. I mean, I feel like it's an essential part of my who I am as an artist. I feel like it's like people might like my music, but I feel like the way I've been able to perform the last couple of years, it's like really leaves a mark on people. It does, because I'm it's not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I didn't I the first time I saw you, it was at the bando. Mm-hmm. And some... you tore the fucking 
house I knew down, it, I, like, like I knew it was gonna be like that, and like it was crazy. Like I said earlier, the people here ain't seen nothing like it yet. It and was that, almost like that you was seen the a funny wave part. Coming, yeah, and they ain't see it coming. There was only there was okay. I'm not I'm not gonna shortchange anybody. There were three artists. There were three artists up there. One being Armstead, who we also have an interview coming up with. Y'all know this. It's all about timing and planning. He's going through a lot right now. Uh, Congratulations again. A little late, (laughs) but congratulations. Anyway, so yeah, it was three artists up there. Never won for Armstead. Fucking wait, really? The first time I did a band, it was because Armstead let me perform half of one of my songs on his set. We was at Jaguar Den. Oh shit, that's in Scotlandville. That's an old band though, isn't it? He he hit me up, but cool. I fucked with Mark Armstead way back. We was just both in the scene. Like he played uh, Fade to Flow Sunday. Shout out Marcel P. Black, and he had a uh, kilt on or some shit. And I like I fucked with it, you know. But like I didn't like overreact to it. Mm. But like I just kept up with him on social media. That's where a lot of people go wrong. They go straight to some ideas. What should you do features? Bro, form relationships <laughs> with people. Facts. They all Fucking keep up with their shit. Share their shit. Yeah. Y'all, keep, you, you know, can't buy loyalty. So, here, so he would comment on my shit and share my shit. And I'll share his shit. Like, damn, this dude really fucks me. Because I understood. Like, he was kind of the prodigy kind of deal. Or he was making you think that. Right. He's real good at that. Uh, he got like a Wizard of Oz type thing going on. He kind of does. He's, all, he's almost mythical. It's fucking crazy. But y'all both <laughs> no, had but like... he had a show. He texted me about a show, the Jaguar Den. I, I shit you not. I showed there up there with my, my girl at the time at 7 in the evening. The sun didn't even go down yet. Wasn't nobody there, dude. That show ain't start till midnight. Oh, shit. And they were just serving up drinks. I didn't even think they had a license. It was a weird thing going on. It was kind of like, <laughs> it was kind of like you know, I was from like Staten Island and we was in Harlem in like the 20s, bro. But I'm, I mean, I grew up in Port Island, bro. It was almost like kind of, I was hadn't been back in BR that long. So I was like, oh, I'm back in BR. But like, I remember sitting next to him and like, I was like, we were just shooting the shit. And he was like, we were talking and stuff. And he was just like, man, what you doing next Saturday night? Whatever. I was like, uh, fuck on the band. I guess he's like, you're performing at it. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, you, you. I want you to play that bark, that song, Bark in the Dark, uh, during my set. And I was like, is Pat okay with that? He and he said, N word. I'm Michael Armstead or some shit like that. I forget exactly what it's saying. That sounds that sounds sounds in character. Exactly like some shit you said. And at the time, Pat was kind of warming up to me a little bit, but. I'm not even sure Pat knew I was going to jump in the set. But once you seen Pat. it, yeah, I had my own set next time. Brought that energy. That's what I was trying to get at. Y'all just it bringing energy to the It honestly worked out better that way because I was like, like, I just came on the stage and just tore the motherfucker. Like, people were probably like, what the fuck is this? And at my shows, especially at that event. time, there was two types of people. There's people at the front t- t- tearing shit down, and there's just the rest of people like this. Yeah, in the back, like what? You never happening? want to be a fucking goose. Bro. What's happening? Hey, I'm stoned right now. What's going on? Hey, that shit. Fun. Hey, yo, that <laughs> shit was <laughs> that amazing. Shit, I wish y'all sober. But them bandos <laughs> was essential. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Like, especially when I had my own set. Like, I got out there, and I was like around whenever the vampire pimp. That was like around whenever the uh the vampire pimp thing was. Somebody called me, but they gonna learn. That was whenever uh. I just the vampire pimp thing uh, 
started kind of coming around. I yeah. remember a dude, I come out on the stage. And at that point, I was doing better. And like a bunch of my Lafayette homies come. And like, I just seen white dirt shirts all in the crowd right there. Nice. And it was it was wild, man. It was a lot of fun. It was a fun night. I remember seeing like everywhere you looked on the top, all on the ground, everywhere there was a person. You know what I'm saying? Dude, yeah, no, I feel that. Um, I if you guys are listeners here, no, break. But uh, no, so I used to do a lot of house parties and shit. You know, like wasn't big. I wasn't big on events because I just homebody this quarantine has been my shit um but uh i remember there was like this one video from one of the bandos that y'all showed me and you were you were performing and i was like dude what the fuck am i missing out on a lot like it was really bad like i truly because that that's the type of shows you do that's the energy i fucks with because it's just you know like it's real, it's raw, it's dark, is but not dark, you know. But like it's it's deep. It's at first, I mean, at first, like because the whole bando thing was based on being like wavy and kind of like too mm-hmm. cool for school, kind of and like art and stuff. So at first, like I was kind of like, all right, and then I'm you know I'm me. So it's like kind of like, all right, I hope I'm not like encroaching on anything. And Michael said, dude, stop that. He's like, it's your time. Like get out there. And- do this shit because Armstead was kind of trying to get that over too, you know, with the stage out and stuff. So he kind of was like, I think he saw me as like a way to kind of, <laughs> all right, let's try with him first. Get this energy up. Hey, that was a like. It was I mean, a- at the same time, I've always been in a hardcore scene too, where like a lot of the shit people were seeing is crazy and rap was like kind of normal. Yeah, I was like, you got to go to an As I Lay Dying show. You'll see some shit. I was like, I'm trying to think what band it was I saw you, but I remember you playing Bark at the Dark and James Rolfe, and I was just losing my shit. I enjoyed that. That was the one band. when I had my first set. Yeah, that's the one he's talking about, I'm pretty sure. That uh, was the first time I My first set. The one with Armstead, I did Bark at the Dark, but like I said, that one was just like, I just did one song, mm-hmm. and it kind of, Armstead back, back, right back, you know, and, and but the one where I had my own set, I remember they had like this white girl that played that night. That was singing. That was my That's first bando ever, and I was the epitome you. of like an Instagram artist. They got followers and all their pictures look nice, but they live said it just it don't it doesn't it, doesn't it don't carry anymore. over whatsoever. Everybody went outside for that poor girl set because she was just like, if you have to tell the crowd to turn up. It ain't, it ain't. It's not working. Sometimes, like, I mean, if you have crowd control, yeah. If it's vibing with a turn up, yes. But if you like, come on, y'all, turn up. Nah, whoa. Uh, I've never <laughs> once in my whole performing career had to ask the crowd to turn up. That actually happened. Uh, <laughs> you were just talking about it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. That was. Buddy. She went before me. I felt thank yeah. God. I felt bad too because not only was the, I felt bad. the crowd was fucking her over so bad. What I was trying I was to say like, it was ah. like an IG. That was like exactly what you see nowadays. You see IG people in it. They're IG artists. Yeah. yeah. So they think that because they got a thousand, they have so many followers that they could charge you four hundred dollars book them or something. It, and give me some four hundred dollar energy. Get this t-shirt, bro. It's like just man, just book me. I'll pay you in retweets. <laughs> hey. All back. <laughs> yep. 
It's like, just book me. Okay, and then I started breaking into filming and stuff and doing recaps and getting into filming this past year. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the white fucking indie scene kids, you could just tell, like, they didn't know who I was like that. They knew me as, like, a videographer. Mm -hmm. That started not to sit well with me because in 2019, I really started putting into the brand. We did the stuff with Baton Rouge Sucks. Yeah. We we did all the going to, you know, because I had a bigger vision. I've always had this vision of this platform. Right. You know, I'm James Roth guy. I wanted to have all the YouTube segments and the music and I wanted to have it all. And I'm doing it all myself pretty much as far as like editing and stuff. So I almost went crazy about January. But um yeah, but right about when Corona hit, it was actually perfect for me because I was about I needed a little time off to get really cuz Milf Hunter shouldn't have took that long to come out, to be honest with you. It goes Pat right now. Milf Hunter shouldn't have took that long to come out. Shout uh, out, Pat. What up, Pat? Yeah, you just missed all the bando talk. Real talk. Like, literally all of it. <laughs> he might have seen it. Yeah. He, he lived it. He, know, he knows what it was. It was Facts. Amazing. But um, I actually, yeah, and then I was doing, like, a, a segment called Ripples in the Mesh, and I was doing a whole episode on the bando. Mm-hmm. That's really whenever I started doing that, Pat started seeing the goddamn quality and he was like, man, I'm going to need you to start filming uh, for Taco Tuesdays and stuff. All them last Taco Tuesday promos, I did them. Shit, those were bad ass, dude. Yeah, that was all me. All like. Well, I mean, they was fun shows. They was, I actually like going to them so much because I don't know, bro. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I love the music. And uh, nobody, that's what I wanted to be in the beginning. I wanted to be the bridge, the gap mm-hmm. between like hardcore and rap. Right. Because you would have like, neither one of them can just walk up to to the show really and just, you know, walk straight in like and, and be accepted. True. And I wanted to help uh, facilitate that. I wanted, you know, young black dudes in rap that wearing Megadeth shirt and, mm-hmm. and they might know about like Meshuggah or some shit like that and they want they should be able to go to the damn hardcore show and be accepted in that and, and I'm not gonna say the people that won't accept them but you know how society is I want to be able to make that a little easy for them and vice versa True, right. you know cause all the hardcore kids all the white hardcore kids you know I ain't never hear them say shit until Eminem dropped and it's like, oh, yeah, so why wasn't you at Marcel's show then, if you're such a hip-hop fan? Well, instead of being that way, I just want to make it easier for him. Uh, that's fair, man. And what'd you, wait, what'd you say earlier? Uh, I got prejudice? Or, no. <laughs> but no, dude, for real. Cause it, prejudice against rednecks. As a, um as someone who has been that black kid with the Megadeth shirt on. He um, knows him all high school. Yeah, that's yeah, literally this most. man's entire life. So, it, it's real. Like you go to... Slipknot wallet. Oh, you ain't Stop <laughs> on me, bro. Yeah, you don't think I'm going to my cousin. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you should be able to go to the local shit. You should. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I went to As I Lay Dying concert. I was one of two black guys, and I was the only and, one like, in Mosh. Hardcore and stuff is like, you know, and things have changed. Oh, yeah. But like it's when a, black folks started hardcore, it, it's a vibe change because like you go like people, no one's rude, no one's like an asshole, but you can mm-hmm. tell sometimes they you're unexpected when you feel like you're unexpected to be somewhere. That's when you're like, Starts oh to shit, get weird. Yeah, yeah like, hey, man, this guy's here. 
Yeah, people are like literally like, hey, you're here, and I'm like, I know. Or I'm even here. if it it's ain't like that, I'm here. it's just simply just to this the mat the facts of the matter is like them kids ain't around a lot of people like you, so it's That's not true. like yeah, it's not know, like they I mean bad, but like a lot of times it's up to them or me to change that. Exactly. Yeah, you know. Then some people don't go into that. a lot of people in the underground don't like me because I'm a white knight. You you invoke change. I'm a white knight and all that and savior. <laughs> but what they don't realize is is they don't see the trends that I see. They don't see that, you know, it's always ghost man. It's always suicide boys. Mm-hmm. It's always a white dude yeah. to get the masses into it. You know, it, it takes that. And it's like they getting it from other they getting it from black dudes. True, true, true. I mean, and the same thing with metal and like maybe not metal, but with hardcore music like mm-hmm. punk and Bad Brains, my guy, like that shit come from reggae, that come from Sky. And that come from But credit's never given. Elvis Presley. I mean, it's a long history, you know. Robert Johnson, Chuck Berry, I mean Colonel all, Sanders. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I, I fucking had to. Thievery. It's thievery. <laughs> you can say it, I can't. You fuck it out here. I mean, I'll give you a prop. You dropped earlier, like my arm says an N-word, buck pad or some shit like that. I was like, you know what? Smooth transition. Solid. I'll give you that yeah, one. He said, yeah. He just was saying, like, look. Well, Michael Arm said I'd give it to him. He's he's the first, like, you know, I seen he's the first like crazy black dude with a like eyes on him. He would okay. do shit that like I was like trying not to step on toes and he was like jumping on <laughs> that was, was oh like, yeah oh yeah he, he had big facts that was good I mean he knew who he was he knew what was going on and then he you know now he's a dad so and he's still stepping on feet I was like oh god oh, yeah. it's still continuing with I the trend we talk all the time I hold my baby and fucking crib walk on you I told him we was he video chatted me the other day I said man thank god we had our nervous both had our nervous breakdown before this shit and he was like you're right yeah because I'm working on all kind of shit, dude. I'm I'm working on a, a YouTube series called Dumb Shit. It's basically a, a Baton Rouge The Wire meets Crash. Ooh, uh, that sounds you know insane. stream of consciousness. So you it's know, like some a- some characters are being St. George type people, and some characters are being North Baton Rouge, and then you know the cross and stuff. Like so you wrote a and I wanted him to be a star. Can that be a feature of the Christmas? Well, I've been pushing him to be an actor for a long time because you can't you see it? Yeah, he has. Oh, oh yeah, he just yeah. has overall star. You were talking about star power earlier. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true star power right there. The difference with him, I always thought, and he it's he cr- was always telling me that he was always telling me I was going to be the star in this place and stuff like that. And it's like we was always pushing each other. We always was kind of like. I don't know. He like warmed up to me early on, and I warmed up to him pretty early on. But like early on, I like looked at him as like he was the front run, obviously. At least I thought it was obvious, and I still think that because I think he, me and him, are on that Andy Kaufman shit together. I think he's trolling everybody. <laughs> he's trolled us. I think he's gonna drop a song with Beyonce tomorrow. Honestly, he. He probably could. And we yeah, I'm about to say he totally fucking could. And I mean, he didn't, no he be didn't tell nobody he was going like, on that tour yeah. with uh, Jay Electronica. Yeah, I just found out through like a poster. Hey, I'm on tour. I'm like, I just met you. 
I saw you three days ago. Like, the first time I met Armstead, I really thought he was someone's hyperactive kid brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, real talk. I walked yeah. up to this dude and thought he was like 18, 19 until because he, he talked about me because uh, he talked about me on uh, on that podcast. I got to talk about him. And then I used <laughs> I used I used a sample of him t- talking about how I was the king of rap or I was the underground king of Baton Rouge. Yeah, I used it in a song just to troll him. Hey man, I heard that shit. And I was like, who the, who the fuck is that? Like I could. That's funny. It was Arm said, but um, dude, he said he didn't like that. I did that, but I don't care. <laughs> he just be appearing everywhere, bro. Who Arm said? Yes, dude. He has a uh, instant transmission. I mean, he unlocked the secrets, bro. Mm-hmm. And he got three kids. Dog, no, come on, come on, bro. Got three kids. Come on, bro. he's Goku. The man is Goku. <laughs> Confirm. Armstead <laughs> is Kakarot. <laughs> so, so let me ask a question. I asked you this one time. Mm-hmm. You went on. You went on live me for like two seconds at one time on the Trulies. Mm-hmm. It's faded. Mm-hmm. And I said, "What was the best anime? What was your fucking answer? Sam What's your blue? That was my mom's nigga." There we go. Who was that that said Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. That motherfucker. And I had said Full Metal Alchemist. But I'm a, Close I'm an anime sim. I'm new into it. Like, I watched it back in the Toonami days, but like, I'm not like an ex, I'm not a supposer, you know? But I'm watching Full Metal Alchemist right now and it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Bro, Full Metal Alchemist has to be one of the most introspective I just like the shows in general aspect. I've ever seen. In, I like the big dude. The, the, the metal he's like suit. little voice. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's big as shit. He's like this big motherfucker. Are you watching Full Metal Alchemist or are you watching the Full Metal Alchemist. Alchemist Brotherhood? I wanted to do the regular one first before I went to Brotherhood, but I saw an article the other day saying Brotherhood is that fui fui. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brotherhood. Uh, yeah, bro- okay, so I'm talking about Brotherhood. Full Metal Alchemist. What is- came first? Full Metal Alchemist. So I feel first. like I got to watch that first. Okay, here, you. Uh, let me take this hot take real quick. Okay, go for it. So uh, the thing with Full Metal Alchemist is, it's like it's that mid when it comes to the storyline. Okay. It is that mid. Well, it gives yeah, you yeah, what you yeah, need yeah, yeah, yeah. and what you're looking for out I of the feel story. Like it's necessary. You got to smoke mid before you can smoke fire. See, you would think oh, you so know, in anime. Difference, my nigga. But <laughs> for someone who has smelled the the, the gas, um, you wanna you wanna definitely watch Brotherhood because it gives you the same storyline but with way more emotion and like involvement like you watch that shit and you're like damn it's also, well, it's also mean, extremely brothers. like more detailed yeah because full metal alchemist leaves out a lot of critical detail that you need to piece shit together and to make you like actually fall in love with the show yeah brotherhood gives you all of that it's like here's here's the entire well, so basically full metal alchemist it. came first and then how much longer did brotherhood oh it's the same story literally they the re- same they story they just redid it but with oh, more detail yeah. yeah that's what i was yeah, saying full like metal you can watch kidding. brotherhood all right it's a little more kidding yeah, yeah. yeah. was a shonen mm-hmm. right yeah uh wait have you is it shonen? have you gotten to nina yet that's what you did you find out who Nina was? I'm not sure. I ain't allowed it. I'm on like episode seven. No, not yet. He not just yet? got into the military and now he's just like fighting dudes. Bro, you about to be sad as hell soon. I hate to tell you. Uh, the little girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, the age Dang. old meme. Well, I just watched one yesterday where he was uh he was searching for the dude and it was like acting friendly and then it turns out he used his wife and his dog to make one of the things and it's like it's that inner struggle. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Like I said, it's extremely. Cause like they'll do. Like yeah. I love that kind of shit where you don't know who the good guy and the bad guy is because the bad guy flips the script on him. That's the like, whole point. Oh, of yeah, show. you done it with your arm. So who? 
you just like me. That's so it's the like, entire fucking it's show. Like you want to call me a bad guy, struggle. but I'm approved by everyone. I you love that. For. Like I watched the platform the other night, and then my buddy's like, "Oh yeah, you like the platform? Go watch Snowpiercer." And, and I'm like, "I'm a sucker for that story, like Lord of the Flies, like mm-hmm. Ark, like you know, humanity, you know, balance, blah blah blah. Like right. there is no good, there is no bad, sort of deal." Oh man, I love that shit. Same. Because I mean, I, I I ain't no angel. You know Nobody what I'm saying? Is. I feel like it just bell. depends. Like to me, like okay, we'll break the fourth wall of it, but like mm-hmm. the Milf Hunter is 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 part of a two album story arc. Okay. Mm. And the Milf Hunter is a heel. Hmm. Uh, if you don't see it yet, the Corona kind of fucked up what I was really gonna do, but I'm gonna work around and I'm gonna still make it work. But um, the Milf Hunter is a heel, bro. All the women love him, and all the men hate that. Okay. It's like Shawn Michaels. Heartbreak kid. Yeah. In 97. Shawn Michaels is... You know, it starts off all cool, but he starts to go a little too far. And to me, you know, like I'm a wrestling guy. Who I am on social media and all that, that's all. It's, I'm like Jim Carrey behind the scenes of, of uh, Man on the Moon. Yeah, I'm in it. Or uh, what was I that? Live. Scary. What was that one I fucked my whole personal life up Truman for. Show. You ever seen Truman Show? Hell yeah. Dude, that... Fuck with I your f- head. I felt, like I, was, <laughs> I, I felt like I was in the Truman Show when I was a little kid. Yeah. I thought the whole world was in on something and it was just me. And then I saw Truman Show, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like this fucking dude right here. <laughs> My mama always told me don't jump in that river. I'm about to go jump in that motherfucker. Something's out there. There's a wall right there or something. Hmm. That's why they got the bridge. Ain't shit out there but yourself. No, whenever I seen they actually had a, little, a dude my age drown in the river when I was little, so it, you know. Oh, oh, yo, you mean like that? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, I knew it was real. Out in Port Allen, yeah. No, yeah, that shit was crazy. That's the first time I ever seen like it on the news, and you walk outside and it's happening. That is insane. I don't think I've ever had that happen. Bro, you don't that, remember when the shootings went down? What shootings? The fucking uh, well, that, I live. I live in Beauregard Town. I live two, three blocks from East Boulevard. Oh shit, yeah. That I was there. Right. Oh, you know what? I that lied. was crazy. I'm, but that's different though because that's on social media on your phone. Well, right. no, I'm about to say, dude. You but know that was some surreal shit. That was the first time in like life I realized we in a dystopian society. Mm-hmm. Like I'm that a- was the most surreal shit I ever seen. Cause Miss Linda Tilly's house is a few blocks from me. And that's the house that they, I mean, I left a note on her porch saying, I help you rebuild your fence and all this. Now, I, that shit changed my wait, life. Wait, literally right down the street from Linda's house. The broadcast knows about this. You remember how uh, they had the protesters that were on, oh, yeah. protesting on the street and the cops were about recording. to arrest them and they got on someone's yard and the woman let that's them That's who go. I'm talking about. I live right there. My mom was that curb. That's uh, East Boulevard. Yeah, and, East in France. Yeah, no, my mom was right there. That was her house and shit that they raided into. Um, your mom, your, that was your mom's house? My yeah. mom, yeah, Lisa Swilly. Uh, I'm messing her name up? Yeah, no, Lisa Betty Swilly, yeah. Uh, I thought it was Linda Tilly. My no, bad. you're good. Yeah, no, it was That's her house. That's my mom? That's my mom. I left Boys, a note on your mom. I left a note on that, on that house. Yeah, I know. I remember it. Crazy shit, huh? Small world. Small fucking world, huh? <laughs> Dude, literally, you he knew, said, you yeah, knew it, that or you just knew someone did it? I knew someone did it. 
That was me. Yeah, dude, that's what's up. I'm gonna have to call in later now. No, we got a song on the first White Dirt tape called Kiss the Ground about that day because we was recording that day. Yeah. I live on St. Charles. Really? Yeah, yeah. no, nah, dude, because that shit was... No, nah, that was the most... That was... Scary. That was the most fucked up thing I ever seen in my life. Yeah, because... I mean, that was the worst... That's that I was already prejudiced against Rednecks, but that changed, that, that changed everything because I seen how it happened. Mm-hmm. I seen how the media... Like, not the media, but, like, I seen how the police bring the, the bad yeah cause they really didn't give a fuck about what nothing was really wrong that day until it was chill it was like 4th of July until you well to what I was told is see I'm white I'm behind the closed doors bro yeah. I hear it all and um what really the deal was was like it was like day 7 at that point mm-hmm. you know it was late in the game at that point so all the real officers BRPD was all sent home and pretty much everybody was like reserved and it was like they're fucking, they've been waiting their whole life for that day. Mm-hmm. Living to Paris, motherfuckers, you know, methed out people. Yeah. Probably. With no background check type deal. Look at just Living to Paris recently. This dude, this child porn dude, he was, you know, that's where they go if they yeah. can't get BRPD. They go to Livingston and they marshals and shit like that. The worst thing in the world is a marshal. But, um, they give them a little, they give them a little high visibility, little jacket to throw on and say, you know, BRPD, and they and they sent them out there, and they had all this gear, these loud siren trucks, and they had all this shit they couldn't wait to use. So, I mean, it was fucked up, man. It was the most fucked up thing I ever seen, and and I'm sitting there watching it on my phone, and I'm seeing it in person, and like I'm thinking they're gonna come down my my street and stuff, and I ain't gonna lie, it was like worrisome. Yeah, dude. Because the helicopters was going because we in between two news stations right there. Yeah, that's about that McDonald's and shit. Yeah, wow. that's literally... Uh, they wow. fucked up all kind of other shit, too, but, like, that house, man, they fucked up all the side fence yeah, and all they... the deck, and they went inside the residence, mm-hmm. which is a direct violation of uh, your civil rights, and it was, without a doubt... Uh, Cops fault. They were in the wrong. Yeah, dude. She's still in a lawsuit with them, too. I'm about to say, if anybody know that, she definitely know. Yeah, she's still in a fucking lawsuit well, with that shit. that's... Because, look, literally, I'm working at the Papa John's right there. I get a text message from Nathaniel himself. I'm in <laughs> Vegas, mind you. I'm not in the state while no. this is going on. I had, like, to go visit family, and I see my homie's mom... <laughs> on the news. Plastered everywhere. Facebook, news, everywhere. And my mom's like, hey, look what's going on in the bedroom. I'm like, that's Hunter's mom. <laughs> and, I and then they out. cleared the fuck out right after. They it. smooth. They left. done exactly what they came to do. They fucking bolted in and read to like 20 people and then, and then bust. Make it, make it be on, on Facebook Live and show everybody we what's, what we capable of and get the fuck out whenever we was just second line with the people right before it. I mean, it's... Look, man. This city got some real shady snakes. Make sure you cut your fucking grass. Look, often. man. That's why I'm the way I am. Because, like, a lot of people, they do. A lot of, like... I can get real deep about the ones we don't speak of. They Like like I said, I, it, it's always it's always like a white guy being precarious with it, with a platform, doing this style and stuff. And honestly, I, I, I'd be further in the game if I wasn't the way I am. Now, my question is, do you have complete just 
cut ties, not cut ties, you know, cut uh, cutthroat with those who will not be named? Or you just like... No, it'll always be like I'm just some hater that they act like they don't know about. But they know they know who I am. I know people they know. And I don't got no... This it's a long list of shady suspect shit. Yeah. Uh, one of you know there's certain things that's it'd be hard to explain if you don't know what I'm talking about. You feel like uh, that it's possible that due to connections and things like that, would you say you've been blackballed in certain areas? I won't go. I won't say all that. Okay. I say there's definitely people that tried to give me thrown off shit and uh, just the gen like. You know, if you if you like the SoundCloud scene, the fans and the stuff like that, it, it, it leans towards incelism. <laughs> Shit, fucking incels. Fuck. I mean, I come straight oh. off with it, bro. I mean, you heard uh, it here first. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, incels. I, I say it on that song, Soldieries. You know, it's incel motherfucker. Don't fuck with her. Don't fuck with me. Um. Shit. Now it's in sales, bro, and like the SoundCloud scene has, I like was able to reverse experience shit. Like I was able to really like see. I wasn't a four chain kid and all that shit, but like phosphine was. Thank God. So I had like exposure to it, but like you get to, I got to like reverse engineer the scene almost, and like get to see all that shit nowadays. And like, and you start seeing all these like neo communist kids and shit, and like neo-fascist kids who like fuck with them mm-hmm. Bro. and they act like that, that they just turn a blind eye and act like oh well that ain't us man you know that them kids fuck with you you Look, need to dude, say something i'm not i'm not a violent guy i'm very peace i don't fuck with nazis no. i don't fuck with nazis i don't fuck with nazis period or just like you know what the whole like the kids on the kids online calling each other comrades and shit and thinking they communism but that's only because that shit co-aligns with that you still live with your mama. Uh, what's or the motherfuckers who mad that they got their college taken away? Oh, <laughs> are you up on that? I'm not up on that. There was a couple on the TikTok. TikTok. Oh, I did see that. Where they're just porn. Yeah. Well, no, I, I actually had to go in on some Karens about that because <laughs> talk that talk, Jay. Talk that talk. Awesome Karens. I had to go Fuck in on some Karen. Karens about that because. Well, that's why I was trying to read. I was trying to like create a name for this type of Karen, or I was like, "Well, what's a young Karen?" And say it's Becky. I said, Caleb. "Well, I'm not talking about Definitely Becky. Becky. I'm say talking it's a about these white girls that will, like, there were they were like, the the signs say don't step on the grass, and they still step on the grass." Kayla, mm. Kayla, that's a good. I'm one. gonna be honest. It's Kayla's. Well, like they'll be like, no, like I totally think that like what they did is wrong. Like they should totally be expelled but like i don't understand like how they can like that didn't happen at school it's like why are you asking that question fuck those kids look i'm gonna ask something that has nothing to do with what's happening so it makes you feel stupid for doing the thing you're doing like it's like why are you even concerning yourself with it use your ears and your mouth less kayla <laughs> yep. <laughs> you heard it your first thing, Kayla's. Honestly. But it's fucking Karen's. But I no, dude, like minding your own. Kayla, you heard it here first. We done come up with a name for it now. It's Kayla's. I think it's Becky's that, that acknowledge the privilege, but don't give a fuck still. There you go. I was about to say. It's like it, it's it's like taking candy from a baby 
it's like they have it and it's like, oh, okay, this is a thing that we all don't talk about, but we know we got it. Mm-hmm. And then it's taken away and they're like, but wait, how, but you can't do that. So why well, why is it sure, why are you even you yeah don't. yeah and it, it just, just confusing they don't get it they're like well, why why can't be, I use that look, right here man all like, I got to say is the truth yeah. to set you free and like if you look if you take your if you get your candy took for five minutes you might be able to have it forever facts like dude it wasn't supposed to be your candy to begin exactly. with exactly if you just get your own fucking candy stop trying to stop trying to come up with all these n-word alternatives come up with your own fucking term oh wait you can't because you stole everything damn it's crazy how unoriginal don't know how to make their own shit <sighs> Hey, we kind of going in right now. Like, Look, I <laughs> like I shouldn't invite him. Shouldn't let me on this mode. This is see, this is how I ruined my whole career. Nah, honestly care. though, we with the broadcast, we, we, we go in, but like, no, I'm really still a little shook. That's your mom, really, and that she even knew about that left. Well, look, man, because it's like this. My mom, <sighs> I to she, this day, I never knew. If she's seen the letter or not. Honestly, I might put y'all in connection one day. But at, at the end of it, it's just... It needs a documentary, man. It, it's like people don't... The reason why I told you it was my mom is because people don't realize that life really just puts situations like that in front of you. And you're not supposed to look at it as starstruck. nobody ready for that. Yeah, no, you're not supposed to look at it as the stars aligned at the universe plan is, were you a good person when it happened or no? Period. You know, and not good as in what morals or what the law says, right? Were you good to yourself? Because if you can't look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the night, there's no point in doing what the fuck you're doing. Sure. You know, Unless which you're is a sociopath. But when well, you're a sociopath, that, that shit gonna bite you in the ass real quick. <laughs> sociopath, hang up right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know it. You know it. Um, but. For real, dude, like, it's just, it's appreciative that people still look out like that, you know, and now you ended up on the podcast that well, I'm something, part of. Something that, something that I, I, I witnessed myself is that, first of all, white people need white people, need at least one white person to do it first. Yup. That's, that's how that works. Secondly, a lot of stuff you think that people would, like, whenever I started doing rap, like, really put myself out there... I'll, you'd be shocked the people that, that noticed him, like, liked it. The people, sometimes the people that I would think would be the most ashamed of me was, like, kind of needing me to do that. And like I said, like, all my friends who's all lawyers and doctors and in med school and all that, they kind of, like, I'm, I'm, I'm my piece of, I'm, I'm that piece of the puzzle. Like, they jealous of what I'm doing whenever I'm, my whole time I'm thinking, you know, I'm a fuck up, this and that, and they, they successful they looking at it the other way around. And it's weird. Like, sometimes you just need to say it. And, and I've discovered that it took me a while. Like I said, whenever I first saw White Dirt, I knew what it was going to be like this. Like, I ain't know, but I knew. Yeah. And I knew that eventually i get to where people just start listening to me, the ones that do fuck with me. Because to me, if you make art or you do something... Don't ever let nobody tell you it sucks because it ain't that it sucks. You just need to find the people that fuck with it and get it to them and use all your energy doing that. Yep. I wanted to ask you because we kind of we've discussed it, but we haven't gone full in. I need to get it in. Pause. Unpause. Now we're back in. So, yeah, (laughs) what I'm trying to find out is who is all part of the platform of White Dirt and when did y'all become established? Everybody in the world. Anybody. (laughs) <laughs> you hear that? You heard it first now. Broadcast white dirt. Your lab dirt. coming. 
supersedes people. It, it's an energy. It's, I it's a feeling. It's, it's a vibe. Either you feeling with it, either you feel it or you don't. It's kind of like I said earlier, like it's it's beyond being able. To, it's beyond titles. It just. Uh, but artists, just to be not a dick about it, uh, artists uh, that I mean, me and me and Phosphine started. All right, how do you meet Phosphine? I know Phosphine since I was twelve years old. Okay, wow. He lived two trailers down from my brother. Mm-hmm. I got a brother named Turkey Tom. That's what he goes by nowadays. Shit. Uh, he's a day older than me from a different mother. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. That's wild. It'd be a very day. like, It'd be like that sometimes. He, that man has impeccable timing. For real, though, bro. A whole <laughs> yeah. day? That's insane. Like We literally a day apart. And his mama rolled him down in the baby stroller down to my mama's house, Mardi Gras 1991, and said, Ray, that's my dad's name. Ray, this is your child. And we didn't meet till we was 11. Wow. That's real. But you think about it, you're an 11-year-old boy being raised single mama style like I was with no, you know, I had, I got other siblings too, older than us, but different mamas, so they live with their mama stuff. So it's me and my mom, and then 11 years old, you're a little boy, and then somebody tell you, you got a brother your age. Damn, that's... Your whole life. Shit. Turn up. We both like wrestling. It actually was awesome. So yeah, and he lived right down the street. Oh, that's even better than it's like oh shit, extra turn up, nigga. What you doing? Yeah, it was. (laughs) It was kind of like, you know, people hear the circumstances and then, but then you really think about it like that. It's like, damn, that's kind of tight. That's kind of lit. Low key, I mean, yeah, can't see the best in shit. I was about to say, like at that age, I feel like they hit you at the perfect age to where you understood, but it wasn't like a problem. You were like, oh dude, fuck he, yeah, he dude, cable at his house you know and shit, mean? and internet. I didn't have Facts. no internet. She man, all we doing is turning up. Yeah, yeah he had all the good games and shit, shit too, <laughs> like in a trampoline and shit. But yeah, and until this day, like we we are. Uh, I take if you didn't have a trampoline, your childhood was definitely like. I mean, them motherfuckers was dangerous, but yeah, with and without the net, they were dangerous. We, we get your finger stuck stuck in one of those springs. Rest, you ever put an animal in there? Fans and shit. We would be inside playing no mercy and outside playing no mercy. Dear God, you are a terrorist. How am I a terrorist? Putting what? animals on the trampoline, bro. Been. My dog ran in it. Like, what do you want me to oh, do? I um, thought you like put it on. There. No, like how would I even do that? Let's double bounce the dog. I was like, okay, actually, we <laughs> did try to do that. Hypersend a knee right quick. Oh, <laughs> oh, he God. lived in a trailer park too. So like that's what you know, like I lived in Port Allen, so mm-hmm. it was already gutter for like you know, you hear all these jokes about Ascension Parish and all these jokes about Livingston, you don't hear no jokes about West Baton Rouge. No. Cause not a fucking game. No, it's not, it's not a game. It's not those funny. Those were the kind of <laughs> the kind of white folks that wasn't rednecks that was like white folks that went to Port Allen middle. Like, them fools will kill you. Yeah. Like, I was raised around... There's a term for it that I'm not going to say. Mm. Mm. The CA? The CA? No, it starts with a W. Oh. Oh. Just the... W word, pretty much. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm gonna say it. that's where soldieries comes from. Wiggers. Oh my god, <laughs> just give me what's that? Was that? Yeah, yep. We, oh man, all right. It's been a fun podcast. Brick has a hit out on him now. Nah, nah, that, no, y'all can say it. That was always a word I kind of like. I was like, I hate that I hate, word. Yeah, 
Well, just, I mean, it's exactly what I explained a while ago. It's just it's giving, it's it's just taking, it's trying to say the same thing. You're still saying it. Facts. But not only that, there's a connotation to it. They're like, hey, bust down. You're acting like. Yeah, it's like these kind of white people are, are lesser than because they're like these other people. Uh, it's yeah. it's really not a good thing. But you know what I'm talking about. I, I understand what you're saying. Categorizing people in general is like I a, mean, a back in my period, soldieries, tall tees, and, uh, you know, there was, you know, Port Allen, man. I mean, when I was growing up, if you was like a redneck or like a preppy type white person, mm-hmm. You either was from Irwinville or like, you know, out in the country or either you was Lynn Port Allen or Brule or something and you went to private school across the river. Like if you was a white person in Port Allen that went to public school, you was not. You were like that. Honestly. And I didn't go to public school until eighth grade. All right. And whenever I hit Port Allen Middle. That jungle fever hit me so hard. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm sorry. Fucking Trina threw it back on him for the one Dude, time. that was 2004, man. That was that time, too. Wristband. But, girl, you, if she gave you a wristband, y'all talk. Oh, them silly bands? Just a wristband, like a, uh, oh, like like a, a NBA. A yeah. Oh, shit. I remember my first day of public school, uh, Confessions from Usher had just come out. What the fuck? And you walked from group, you walked around, and this group had a, you know, boombox or whatever, and that group, it would different songs from Confessions. Shit. Wow. Little kid, like 13-year-olds, they don't know what that... The Chlamydia Confessions. They ain't really felt it. I learned more from public school than I learned anything in life. Like, whenever I got locked up in New Orleans, I knew exactly what to do because of public school. You know? I was like, wait, this is just like, this is just like school, high school. That's I would like to expand on that yo, real quick. Yo, 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 yo. I've been saying that for fucking three years now. School is prison. Fucking school is just systematic prison, but with books and shit. Why, which think, prison also has I books on I realized we one of the only places that do the uniforms still. Yes. Dude, Navy shirt, khaki pants. That is like Bro, because they training you to do is. this shit already. Oh, so yeah, that's already in your head. Is, Would you it's say we already were institutionalized? In your mind. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Also, I'm pretty sure at one point they had a police officer with a gun on top of the school at Woodlawn. Like, on in, like, top? Yes, in the little... Well, I heard Woodlawn was was basically like a big old pull down. Yes, Woodlawn is a y'all massive out prison. Here. Y'all way out here, old Jefferson, y'all. Woodlawn right there? Woodlawn right there, uh, bro. Here, bro. We could walk there right now. Yeah, it's like, like spread not. out out here. You can hit the field. Yeah. Right? That's pretty much what they had us for. We were cattle, bro. You literally, dude, yeah, they that's... had us out there. No, like, that's like goes back to what I was saying about the white dudes that act like that. I mean, because they was institutionalized too, so they were just doing whatever they knew. Mm-hmm. And they mamas and they daddies was part of the, you know, the system cycle. selling drugs and doing all that too. You know, it was a it's a vicious cycle meant to be uh to fund rich people. Yeah, and it's Plants, a, all that. That's all just a cycle. And hell, some people even send their kids to school with it. <laughs> all right. Hell yeah. Um, no, I used to watch people uh sell. I used to have a friend, I'm not gonna name his name. My mom used to take him to school sometimes. Cause I had like the that's that's how it all started. I'm basically just a microcosm of how I was raised. I had a, like a, I, I had like a mama that was against the grain. She first of all she was single mm-hmm. when my dad left and stayed single. 
So that right then and there in like a Catholic small Louisiana town uh, yell at you. didn't didn't uh anybody you know it, it was already under the surface because I went to private school first my mama tried to put me in holy family school and I got forcefully forcefully resigned out that bitch man <laughs> what the fuck you beat someone up <laughs> oh it was past that I was beating fools up for a while <laughs> oh and then we, well no you want to know what got me kicked out was I was trying to stand up to a bully for another kid and we had just had a seminar about school shootings because it was about it was around that time back then at yeah. Columbine before mm-hmm. like mass shooting started. Right. But uh, um, I, I told somebody you better stop picking on that kid for uh, you know they could probably bring a gun to school or something like that. Next thing you know, ooh ooh, all the way down the line because they all cousins and shit. And and that was it, bro. They brought the police to come talk to me and shit. And basically they was like. Forcefully a zombie. They was like, he done been giving us problems for so long. Me and my mama talked about this the other day. Really, they should have got. Yeah, I mean, I'm a. I was a sweet kid, you know. I was like a nice kid, but I'm like flashing out, beating people the fuck up. My daddy just left and shit. They didn't address that or nothing because they didn't want me there because my mama was single. That sounds like some Louisiana shit to me. But yeah, I was about to say it sounds like some real dry. She also knew some shit. She also knew some shit about some of the employees that was unsavory. I also like to point out this is the first March that we have not had a school shooting in like twenty three years. Probably because all the bitches empty. I know. That's what I'm saying. It'd be crazy. It took a virus, and a lot of people don't know that. But school, like school, not necessarily shootings, but kids coming to school and harming other kids. And on a mass standpoint, which mass means over like four, yeah, um, it go, goes back to like the eighteen late 1800s mm-hmm. in America. Oh yeah, I mm. mean America is a violent place. That's just a, that's just the deal. But a they, lot of people like, don't know. I told this girl the other night, uh, cops in England yeah, don't have guns. Is their thing out here, bro. She was like, "What?" I said, "Cops in England do not have guns." She's like, "What you mean?" They got them batons and like said, mace or some shit. The police in it. England That's do it. not have weapons. Like they don't have guns. People don't have guns. She's like, "What you like? What?" That's that. Uh, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, America, New Zealand, uh, the UK. They don't do. Uh, excuse me, Iceland. Uh, 2012 yeah. or somebody. Like that. I mean, Iceland. Jack Iceland the had their first ever police shooting. Look, bro. Ever. It, it's like because they. I mean, look, our country puts. Most of its money into the military. So hey, look. Fu- oh yeah, this is a broadcast. Look, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Y'all, y'all want to, yeah, y'all want to hear some real shit, bro. Yeah, y'all want to hear some talk, real talk, shit. Talk. All right, because I've been thinking about this for a minute. I mean, this could be bonus and all that if you want to, really. Look, nah, it's in. No, we we in this. Oh, we in. Yeah, we. In. This is this is the broadcast. All right, so. Well, this is a comeback. So. Oh yeah. It's like a. It's you know it. You had it built up. Uh, so here, <laughs> gotta let it out. All right, so here's what I've been cooking up, right, for a minute. I think, okay, so first of all, let me just lay the foundation. You know how most um, conservative, rich, whatever the fuck, as you call them, redneck white dudes want to be on top so bad but rule everything with like an iron fist? Even though they don't say it, they might act it out or whatever. They just got that weird angst to them. Like, they love that wild, wild west bullshit. But you know what it was? Half of the no, actually, eighty percent of the cowboys were either fucking what Mexican or black. But, there were no white men out in the wild, wild west, but they want to be fucking uh, shoot 'em up cowboys up. so bad. I think that because of the way that every fucking 
culture has developed on this planet, white people miss theirs. We already all been through the anarchy Man, cycle and have got incel, this shit that's gone. That's the whole like, incel deal, bro. It's like, motherfuckers are struggling. It's to been, have identity. Yeah, they. That's what they haven't dudes, been through shit yet. White dudes don't got no identity. I have an idea. They just uh, want to. Their identity was was caused like, some terrorist ass so shit. Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his face. Like, you it's say so, some terrorist well, sort of ass cause shit. Cause anarchy, but also control it at the same no, y'all time. Gotta, y'all got a balance. Is good. You know what? what? Fucking terrorist shit. Are you about to say? Yeah, like we, we I'm finna, off my finna, hey, my soapbox. What? We finna flip the triangle train on the ass. Right oh, now. nigga, what is turn you talking podcast. about? <laughs> turn off the nigga, podcast. What? Hey, man, I was just like, they, they haven't been anything. Haven't well, been you want to know my theory on why he folks? wants to triangle trade? I know what he said. I still want him to explain himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, Are we going from I know Maine what you just said. To Europe to Florida? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Florida yeah. is a different country. Yeah, I'm country. sorry. I mean, what do you mean by that? He's trying to triangle trade white people. What is triangle trade? You know, the triangle trade is where it was like stops where they were for like slavery. Yeah. Wasn't it like Cuba, mm-hmm. uh, Africa, oh, Africa, okay. Florida, yeah. well, some shit? Cuba, Louisiana. Oprah, Oprah Louisiana. Louisiana. Uh, Dominican oh. Republic oh. had the. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, oh, uh, the my white people uh, conspiracy is. We are uh, alien to this planet. Really? That yeah. was another theory, but I didn't want to get into that. On some day live type shit. Like, we burn in the natural sunlight. What the fuck is that? The Mount Caucasus. Uh... Or either there was a war or something back in the day. We all went into the Caucasus Mountains. And you know what? For Maybe the no, Egyptians. we alien to this shit. You're right. Man. Maybe. And we done mixed, but nowadays, white people, we done mixed with the people on Earth. So enough to where we can disguise it but let's be real bro i mean we don't this is an experiment america that's still ongoing it's bro i fucking yo i love you bro jay you coming back hey look 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 look, dude dude has been spitting shit for hours i've been thinking for years like no, just America didn't know where to bring this shit up, man. I mean, because down there wasn't nobody here, but the people that they maybe the and kicked the fuck out, and then, and then the ones that they didn't kill, they made them alcoholics and made them fucking stupid. Maybe and not, uh, not stupid, but not uh, took away the, they the took away their identity. The game. Yeah, bro, maybe the Egyptians did reach aliens, and they you were mean, white. They people. reached them, right? It's 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 a possibility, but for certain, like somebody recently said, "Oh, 2012, man, that's whenever the paradigm shifted and we became a dystopian." Nah, man. Fuck whenever man. after World War II is whenever the whenever it shifted. That's whenever uh, whenever Hitler was in contact and in collaboration with uh, the Help. That's what whenever we started interviewing all of his scientists and shit, they said because they found out. Whenever they raided his la- his lair and all that, man, they had jet propulsion. They was fishing to start having jets and shit. Where's the Nikola Tesla? They had jet propulsion and they had shit. They had they had technology to have touchscreens and shit already in the forties. And they said, "How the fuck did y'all have? How you think the nineteen fifties was a post war euphoria and an industrial boom? And we started making these hive menses and all this shit with the uh, suburbs and." And interweb, inter- interstate across the whole fucking country that led us to this overpopulated mess we fucking in now. Uh, damn, I broke my fucking milk on shades talking about this shit. But no, they say Hitler and all them scientists had access to touchscreen technology and uh, or the infancy of it and, and jet propulsion. And to that point, we didn't have jets. 
You know, yeah, they, they were still airplanes. Yeah. And they asked them and they said, we had help. Huh. We, we was collaborating. And he, they would never get him to admit who the help was. They said, we had help. Look. And I, I think that's right around after that Area 51 come. And I think we have had help slash. Y'all ever seen They Live? I figure out you guys know about They Live, the movie. I think I've heard about it, yeah. With Rowdy Roddy Piper and the yeah. dude from the Army commercials yeah, and yeah. shit. Um I think if anything, it's main. It's probably like that. All right. So before That's we why go, I got my sun shades on. Before we'll we be go, watching full, something is mining this planet. Before we go full Caucasians conspiracy theory, I, I'm gonna just say, I, <clears throat> I don't believe that there's some master plan at work here. You know, this shit's mm-hmm. kind of all random to begin with. I think yeah, but I'm giving people a little bit too much credit. But also. Y'all motherfuckers take this life shit real seriously. Like, you know, you're going to only be here t- while you're here, right? Like, once you're not here, everything you have done could either matter or not matter, depending on who is still here, right? I just came <laughs> out with an album called The Milf Hunter. You know that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. It's a game. Like, I ain't taking it too serious. Yeah. So, play, like, play the game, dude. He, he has his Milf Hunter album out. And tomorrow, if he doesn't make a single other lick, what y'all say about this Milf Hunter? won't change why the fuck he made it. Like, you know that, right? Like, whatever you say about what the fuck people have done won't change why they did it. You I know that, so right? It's so strange while he's talking to the audience because I can hear him saying this shit and I feel like he's <laughs> talking to me directly. Like, like I, I hate to say it, but like, that shit be like that. You know, you, you can hate, you can be mad about why motherfuckers do what they do, but they still gonna do well, it. I mean, no, yeah, it's, it's energy, bro. It's the yin and yang. It, okay. It's like, you know, deal the, with it. at the end of the day, uh, there's always got to be the redemption. There's got if there wasn't a reason for a redemption arc, then why would there be a redemption arc? You know, I believe in the heel face thing in wrestling. I believe you know the good needs the bad to exist, the bad needs the good to exist. Of blah course, blah blah. Because we only grow through pain and anguish. True. As as a as a race, human race, we True. only grow through pain and anguish. Yeah. Without without pain and destruction, there will be no growth. I mean, in this conversation, is is uncomfortable to have. For why it's kind of like the Candyman, you know, mm-hmm. the Candyman wouldn't exist without your fear. Right. Which that's what is- he says. That's why he makes you say his name so you acknowledge him. Mm. It's the same thing. If they, if you don't acknowledge the privilege, you exist in it. But if you acknowledge the privilege, you you lose your identity and everything you built it on. Mm-hmm. And that because that if right you there, acknowledge the privilege, you standing on spikes now. That right mm-hmm. there. Is the keystone at least that's holding the mindset. everything together. You're not standing on spikes. You you grow wings, in my opinion. It's it's like white privilege is like having something on your face. Somebody got to tell you you got something on your face, and then you got to look in the mirror. You got to really believe them too. Damn. You, you, you hey, got, hey, somebody hey, got to hey, say, hey, "Hey man, you got something on your face." Hey. It's like really damn. Yo, then you got to look in the mirror. Can I use that? Don't look in the <laughs> can I can I use that? <laughs> I've been waiting on a good moment to drop that. That was clip it. Extremely <laughs> profound, and I'm gonna quote that. Yeah, motherfuckers see this banning, they see the mosh pits and all that, but that you know, I mean, it's good y'all got a platform for people to really. Yeah, that's that's the point of having y'all up here is to get to know the real person behind the work, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the times people and and this is another thing that I wanted to express, and I think I've said it before on the show. A lot of the times we invite people up here. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know shit about them, but that's okay because the I mean, point is to get to know you. Well, you know, saying, like if I, I don't know nothing about you, a lot. like so, like you asked me if I was blackballed in the industry and all that. It's like no, it's just people don't know. Me. Yeah, it, it's, you and know, I don't always want them to know me. 
I fuck with that. Exactly. Yeah, that's the big thing. Because I also agree with that. I'm not going to shit you. I have a really big thing about being like in the public because eye. Like, I don't want to have a face. Like the me, you getting it. Yeah. You know, I'm coming from the top rope. Otherwise, I ain't coming to the ring. You know, you, you really want me, you get yeah. it. And people who hey, all right, all right. literally they say they want it, and then once they get it, they met. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since, since we since we own it, and I boy, I've been dying to ask, but I fucking forgot until you just said that. Who's your favorite wrestler? Facts. My top three is Stone Cold Undertaker and Scott Hall. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you feel all about right. Triple H? Bet. I heard um, my man I mean, Undertaker he's in the top in there. third. I'm about to say fuck Triple H. Yeah. I don't care what nobody says. Undertaker to go. What I'm realizing is I'm from a different era. I I didn't I stopped watching the current product whenever it become WWE. Ah, okay. okay. So and I didn't get into it until recently. And I I think I hope this whole first thing makes Vince go completely out of business. Which will not happen, but I I, want to see WWE die out because everything needs to die. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It it is being pushed way past its time. Just let it die. It's been bad. It's been really bad for a really long time. Yeah. Some people are literally in it because they have Competition, like you said, you need pain and anguish, and he has had none for 20 years. Vince McMahon? I mean, because it's only the the thing. No, when WCW died, man, it was over with. Yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah. I could go all night on wrestling. Don't give me like I, I watch wrestling. I listen. I keep up with Comrade Thompson, and he gets the juice because he's got a podcast with Eric Bischoff. He got one with Tony Schiavone, and he got one with Bruce Crichard, and he got one with Jr. You know, and this AEW shit. This is really changing the game. Are you into uh like uh MMA or like bare bare knuckle boxing or boxing? I'm not in like MMA, but my brother was big in MMA like when it was on fire, like early 2010s. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like I haven't kept up with it in so long. I don't know what's going on. But what I'll say is like I'm into the indies right now. And pro re- I'd like to shout out Pro Wrestling 225 because the, my last show that got canceled because of uh, Corona, mm. I had a couple of wrestlers booked at the show. And um, solid. Shoot I've been going to their stuff and I'm friends with, I'm good friends with, with uh, one of their, what was one of their main faces. And then uh, he turned heel at their last event after he held a, a face as a belt, as a face he held the belt for over a year and he kind of helped grow the promotion. And then he turned face on some like, on some, you know, kind of Stone Cold, Mr. McMahon sort of shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start to help film the promos and, and do all that, and you heard it here first. I'm probably start training whenever we uh, whenever Fuck we yeah. uh, don't be surprised if White Dirt don't invade pro wrestling 225. But you ain't here, you ain't here from me. That's just, that's just a speculation. <clears throat> Broadcast, you, you heard it from about? the I mean, I come up on Isaiah Wolf and stuff, man. I mean, without the car, I mean, he got the car scene and stuff. You gotta be to mm. me, you gotta live it and breathe it. Facts. You an entertainer and an artist, or are you not? That's I mean, facts. You, you know, you seen a lot of people struggle that everybody in their mama got a SoundCloud, man. Creativity comes in but all people, forms. People need collateral, man. People want to know. Like I said earlier, whenever you get them butterflies, when you go out on the stage, that's why you on the stage and they in the crowd. 
True. If you ain't really in it, you ain't taking no risk and you ain't really. There's no game. There's no room for game. Own your shit. If you're not taking that risk. Own your shit. Own your shit. Those are your butterflies to be had. Ain't nobody else's. Those are your butterflies. Well, all right, man. I think it's been a great podcast. And on that note, that's how we're going to wrap it up. Yes, sir. This is a little post-production song or whatever. Uh, Uh, Spit some bars for us. Get on that. Word. I got you. Hey, actually, um, and we say this all the time, but... Production is for sure going to get better. We got a lot of stuff oh, I, coming I through. It. It's just all about placement. So I believe it. You should do a little. You should take little sound bites of each interview, chop them up in the opening. Oh, we got snippets coming for sure. Yeah. That and we, also, we got we got like four or five in the tuck already. Get you, little, <laughs> get you a little jingle, you know. What we typically do for interviews. Oh, please don't. No. Nah, oh, okay. No, no, please, no. Play like Bear Ruth, so she's still a gimmick, and you can do the visiting guest. I was gonna talk about song to close it out. So, real quick, just to close it out, appropriation for you since we did not do it in the beginning. And I did think about it earlier. I'm not going to lie. This is the last question to end oh, out the show. We ask every single person. It allows us Honor. an introspective look on your own psyche. <laughs> Suck dick and let your mom die. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Like corn on the cob. This is in this Corona time. So, I mean. Dangerous. You can almost get away with your mama dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if she died of Corona, I mean, I, I couldn't nothing I could have done about that. <laughs> All right, unofficially official here. You heard it first. Yes, sir. All right, this has been the broadcast, everybody. Play, play, my God. Love y'all. Thank you for the support, and we will be back. Thank y'all. Thank we you. Out. Just Just always through. Man. Appreciate it. Woo! Bumping. 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 Look how pissed, bruh. Yeah,